This show is brought to you by the Genesis Communications Network, a world leader in talk radio since 1998. Visit GCNlive.com today. The gold standard of paranormal radio. And now, here's Gene Steinberg. You have happy Gene and not so grumpy Chris. And in case you're wondering and you're looking over at the GCN site for the Paracast, you see a brand new logo there. So Chris is playing a guitar, but he doesn't play guitar, he plays keyboard, but this way he can stand up. And I'm not pregnant. Well, all right, the version, the larger version that we have in our forums shows him weighing a bit more than he should, and I've asked the artist Red Pill Junkie to give him a diet. (laughs) The version GCN, imagine if we could do that, you know, if someone's really overweight, and Chris, you know... Yeah, just take an eraser. (laughs) Yeah, take an eraser and, and knock off 50 pounds. I have to talk to my son Grayson. He's put on a few pounds in the last few years, and he now weighs about the same I do, which is not so bad, but he's about seven or eight inches smaller than I am. So I'm not happy about that. But seriously speaking, I've asked Red Pill Junkie to give some ultra slim fast to the illustration of Chris that's in our forums. Now, the one that you see at GCN site is just a square, so you don't see that anymore. (laughs) So at least that's hidden from their audience. It also shows me becoming a rap singer. Man, that's stretching it past the breaking point. So therefore, I've become Grand Master Gene. Yeah, Grand Master Bash. Okay, what kind of bash? I don't know. You know it's not a party. Well, you know, bash is also a, a type of shell for Unix. You see how confusing this is? Nobody cares. I should tell you, though, we got another new radio station, and I'm really especially pleased with this one for the PowerCast. It's our first station that covers Arizona. It's KTOX, which is 1340 AM. It'll carry the PowerCast, the live feed on Sunday mornings, and it covers Lachlan, Nevada, Bullhead City, Arizona, Needles, California, so imagine now, people at the gambling tables will be able to listen to the Paracast while they're losing their shirts. <laughs> okay. Hey, three cities, one station, three states. I like it. Well, I should tell you, by the way, that the affiliate guy, Adam Miller, is welcoming suggestions from listeners. So if you want to hear the Paracast in your city, which helps us sell the show to advertisers, by the way, what you do is write us at the Paracast, news at theparacast.com. Tell us the name of the station, the program director. We hope you'll make some initial contact with them. This way, they know what to expect. If you can persuade them, let us know, and we'll let Adam follow up. He's the affiliate guy at GCN. In fact, he's a senior affiliate guy. But he'll do his best to get that station to accept the Paracast. So we're making progress. I mean, we started out with GCN back in 2010, August of that year. 
And we had exactly zero stations for the first few months. And they all have a big affiliate department at GCN. So it requires that we do the work, that you do the work to get those stations. So that's how we go. We hope that you'll help us get more stations. We added another new feature to the Paracast Plus at plus.theparacast.com. And this is excerpts from a book called And Your Dog Sings Chopin. Chris, how did you and Ray Stanford come up with a title like that? You know, um, Ray is kind of, uh, I don't know, uh, his prior book is called uh, what, Socorro Saucer in a Pentagon Pantry. Uh, he just has this this habit of coming up with strange book titles. And, you know, I threw a, a short list of titles at him when uh, we were nearing completion of the of the manuscript. And he just blurted out, how about and my dog sings Chopin? And he had told a, a story about his dog that would sing along with Chopin when it was played. He wouldn't sing with anything else, just Chopin. And so it's a working title. I don't really think that that uh, is going to make it past some, you know, (laughs) book publisher. Um, But uh, that is the working title. He came up with it. And, you know, I've, I I have other titles that I think are a little bit more appropriate, but I think it was just more of a joke uh, than anything. But again, this uh, particular book is all in Ray's words. Uh, It was a series of um, hundreds of hours of interviews that I did with him over a five-year period and have added to, um, in bits and pieces, have been added to it over the years. Um, He doesn't want it to come out until he's back on the map, so to speak. And, you know, I think he's kind of forgotten that the book's even there. I mean, I completed the darn thing in 2007, 2008. uh, So it's... You know, it's been sitting there gathering dust for quite some time. Uh, it's absolutely fascinating. I, I think it'd be uh, lots of fun, I think, for folks to, you know, get a, um, a verbatim, uh, a chance to to hear verbatim stories uh, from Ray's past. He has quite a, an amazing uh, historic past. He pretty much knew anybody who was anybody in the field all through the 60s, uh, well, geez, the mid to late 50s, 60s, 70s, into the 80s, before he kind of went underground a little bit. So I'm going to be posting um, excerpts up there. And I think what we can do is uh, post a question bank uh, to have folks request uh, specific um, personalities, uh, possibly from our ufological past or cases maybe that Ray's commented on. And um, I'll do my best to get um, some excerpts up there for our Paracast Plus subscribers. Well, you know what we could do here then? Maybe the way to accomplish that is for you to give us a list of the names of the researchers who are mentioned. And then based on their votes or something, we'll put those up. How's that? But you have to be a member of the Paracast Plus at plus.theparacast.com. Once again, that's plus.theparacast.com theparacast.com. And this way, you could take advantage of the commercial-free version of this show. You can take advantage of the After the Paracast podcast. You can take advantage of the book excerpt. We're also planning a section on classic episodes, primarily the ones from the time we first joined GCN in August of 2010. This way, they have the most commercial content and will benefit the most from being ad-free. And some of the earlier episodes, we're going to do that, and they'll be added 
to the Paracast Plus. It's available for a modest subscription fee at plus.theparacast.com, plus.theparacast.com. Now, I understand with regard to Ray Stanford's book, I am in the same position you are, listeners. I will see the chapters as Chris submits them, not before. I've not read this book. And I'm hoping maybe some publisher out there will take a big wad of cash and say, Ray, come on, we'll give you some money for this. Why don't you publish the book? I've already turned down one deal. Oh, was it not big enough or is it because Ray just really, really isn't ready? Ray thinks, uh, you know, once he's back on the map, uh, we should get Harper Collins or, uh, you know, Bantam or St. Martin's or something. He he wants to shoot for the for the big, big houses. And I think it should just be put out there, um, you know, maybe uh, even do a, a print on demand, a, a Lulu type thing or just just something to get it out there. I think the amount of information in there and the. And, and the stories and the experiences that he's had in his 60-plus years in ufology is, is literally, literally jaw-dropping. Oh, I can't wait. And I don't even want to say where this might go, but we're certainly happy to experiment. And my dog sings Chopin. Ray Stanford, Chris O'Brien, excerpts of the Paracast Plus. Today, we're going back to the subject of breakaway civilizations. We're having sort of a roundtable featuring Dr. Joseph Farrell, but also on the panel will be Walter Bosley. So Chris and I are kind of going to be flies in the wall, although we do have some nice questions from our audience. We're going to sit back, let these two people go at each other or add to what each other says. I have no idea what's going to happen, but it's going to happen very quickly now. Dr. Joseph Farrell. Walter Bosley with Gene and Chris. You're in the Paracast. Do you need a website? Well, you can get a great deal on hosting services with Namecheap's legendary coupon code. They're offering substantial hosting discounts on shared hosting, business hosting, VPS hosting, reseller hosting, and even dedicated servers. Namecheap is preferred by millions. It's backed by a money-back guarantee. Use the coupon code LEGENDARY to cash in on the special deal at Namecheap.com, Namecheap.com. First came Attack of the Rockoids, and it was a critically acclaimed success. And now there is the coming of the Protectors. A former military intelligence man is contacted by a space woman in a dream. A dream that turns out to be a nightmare, because evil forces on our distant planet are planning to conquer the Earth. This is gripping science fiction of the classic kind. Attack of the Rockoids and the coming of the Protectors. Find out more at Rockoids.com. That's Rockoids, R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S, dot com. Hi, I'm 54 years of age, and at Christmas time last year, a resident I take care of at work accidentally rolled over my right foot with his motorized scooter. I was back into a corner, and he put it in reverse and did it again. The bones in my foot weren't actually broken, but damage was done. The remedy was to just let the foot heal on its own, and this was expected to take many weeks. As a caregiver, I do a lot of walking, and I was sort of okay when I was in motion. It's when I stopped to rest that I really felt the pain. The pain was there getting out of bed in the morning, too. So I got on the One World Way a few weeks back, and I just had to write this testimony. No more pain. Nothing. I can only attribute this to the One World Way since I haven't introduced anything else into my life. This product is a true godsend. It gives me energy and did whatever magic this stuff does to heal my poor foot. 
I will take one world way for life. Sincerely, Holly. Call 888-988-3325 or visit oneworldway.com. That's oneworldwhey.com. This is Dan Pilla. Do you owe the IRS money you can't pay? Are tax debts crippling you? I've defended people from the IRS for over 30 years. I've helped thousands and I can help you too. I wrote the book on IRS settlement and I'm telling you, there's no such thing as a hopeless case. Call 800-34-NO-TAX to finally get free of IRS debt. With the IRS's new programs, there's never been a better time to solve your problem. Call 800-34-NO-TAX. That's 800-34-NO-TAX or my website, danpilla.com. Are you tired of commuting to a job that makes someone else rich? Working harder than ever, but getting nowhere? Do you hate spending hundreds of dollars every week on daycare? Having someone else raise your children? With our opportunities, you can start earning money as soon as next week. You get to be the boss, work from home, and live a happier life. At Be The Boss Network, you'll find hundreds of work-from-home opportunities that you can literally start today and be earning money as soon as next week. Go to freedom106.com and start earning money as soon as next week. You get to be the boss. Get out of the rat race. Work from home. Go to freedom106.com right now and change your life today. That's freedom106.com. Go to freedom106.com and start earning money as soon as next week. You be the boss. Go to freedom106.com. There's nothing more enticing and intoxicating than the finest meat cooking on an open flame. Freeze-dried meat from NewHarvest.com is U.S. grown, 100% all-natural with no extra fillers. Just grass-fed beef and free-range chicken guaranteed to stay fresh and delicious. Add New Harvest freeze-dried meats to your current food storage. You'll buy direct from the factory, not a third party, ensuring the best price and the highest quality. See all our products at NewHarvestFoods.com. That's NewHarvestFoods.com. We'd like to hear from you. If you have a comment or question about the Paracast, send it to news at theparacast.com. That's news at theparacast.com. And don't forget to visit our famous Paracast community forums at forum.theparacast.com. We welcome to the Paracast this week Dr. Joseph Farrell, who hasn't been on for a couple of years. We're happy to have you back, Joseph. Thanks for having me. We also have Walter Bosley, who never leaves this place. When he's not on the air, he's in the forums, right? <laughs> uh, yeah, I get. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We kind of sucked you in. That's how it goes. But we had actually a request from our listeners mm-hmm. to have a Breakaway Civilization roundtable. They mentioned three people. And I felt that was just too many for a show like this because nobody gets a chance to talk. The third person was Richard Dolan, by the way. Uh-huh. But I think you guys were talking about breakaway civilizations before you got onto it, right? Well, in a way, yes. But I think it was Richard Dolan that really cemented the idea in his uh, UFOs in the National Security State because he pointed out a very, I think, important point. And that was that if you, if you create a top-secret UFO study group and give it lots of money, over time – with its development of, of advanced technologies and so on, there arises the possibility, since it's got its own kind of separate 
infrastructure that it would actually kind of break away from from the host civilization it would get so advanced and with that advancement it would kind of create its own decision making culture and everything else that that the possibility really arises and i think that uh dolan is basically the one that that kind of cemented the idea i think other people were were kind of tracking the breakaway civilization without realizing it, and he really kind of articulated it first and also came up with the term, correct me if I'm wrong, I think the yeah. term the term itself uh, really does, I think, cap- encapsulate this whole subject area. And um, I-, I think people have been actually bannering this subject about for quite a while. He, he created a tent for all this to live in. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Joseph, how did you first become interested in this possibility? Well, it, it began with my... Uh, with my ancient research and, and the idea that I had that after, you know, if we, if we fought an ancient cosmic war in this system and blew ourselves to smithereens, you'd basically have some sort of elite trying to carry on. And in effect, that becomes a breakaway civilization because everybody else is, you know, living in their caves and hunting and gathering while, while these elites are trying to jumpstart civilization again. So the idea originated there. But it really kind of got a kickstart, and I think Walter, has, uh, with his research into the airship mysteries and, and so on, kind of came to the same conclusion that when you when you turn to the Nazi era and even before, you're dealing with a group of people that are, are literally trying to do this. They're trying to create some advanced technologies and pull ahead of, of the rest of human civilization. The Nazis certainly created the infrastructure during World War II with all the vast underground factories and research facilities that they built. So you have kind of the idea of a breakaway civilization right there. And certainly with the SS, with the institution of things like the Anan Arabadinst and, and the Kammlerstab, which was their top secret research think tank, so to speak, you certainly have the idea that this is something very different from, from the public aspect of the Third Reich that you see. So it, it kind of gets a jump start during World War II. I think, I think the bottom line here is that this, this breakaway civilization kind of emerges in phases. Um, I think there's a pre-World War I phase, as, as Walter's shown. I think there's a Nazi phase, and then I think there's a, an American Cold War phase to it. So are we talking of one specific civilization more than one, or is it a situation where all these disparate groups got together for various reasons? Well, in my opinion, I think it kind of starts out as more than one. I, I think really by now what you what you may have is, is kind of a uh, an international organization with various factions within it. But I think it starts out certainly as, as more than one. Uh, you've got the Nazis, you've certainly got the American establishment during World War II that, that basically creates its own infrastructure that carries on after the Cold War. So I think it starts out that way, but I think by now the possibility definitely exists that, that this thing may have, have become truly international and global in its scope. Now, when we hear these terms bandied about, like international bankers, which I assume Mm -hmm. is the banksters, as some people call them, and the Illuminati, are they in any way related to this or just various people who want to be in control in this civilization? Well, in my opinion, yes, I think they are related. I think there's a definite uh, secret society 
aspect of this that goes back at least as far as Adam Dyshaupt and, and the Bavarian Illuminati, because, of course, they're involved in all sorts of chicanery, political agendas, and so on in, in Europe. As far as the banksters go, the biggest thing here, I think, Gene, is that if you examine this idea of a breakaway civilization, one aspect that didn't get much play was the idea that if you're going to create something like this, if you're going to create a transgenerational institution, basically, that, that's going to be examining advanced technology, researching and trying to develop it, you've got to have the financing for it. And that means, quite literally, you, you know, as I put it in, in the uh, San Mateo conference, you're, you're dealing with the idea that you're going to have to have financing that's going to dwarf that of, of the Manhattan Project, and it's got to be completely secret. In other words, you can't just go out and, and tax everybody to death in order to create the billions and trillions of dollars you're going to need to, to develop this stuff. So you've got to have a completely hidden system of finance. And I think this is really where you get the idea that, that this thing is an international effort with various factions within it, because in my thinking – this required the American national security establishment to recover a lot of that Axis loot and keep it totally off the books. To recover all of that stuff, you're going to have to have the help of your former enemies. So I think they crawl in bed, and there's certainly ample evidence you know, from the end of, of World War II, that they crawl in bed with a lot of these surviving Axis elites, and, and they strike a deal, quite literally, you know, give us access to this finance, and so on and so forth. I, I think this is literally what happened. And the banksters, in order to make such a system work, you're going to have to have the participation of the major prime banks of, of the Western financial system, J.P. Morgan, Hong Kong, Shanghai Bank, Deutsche bank and so on and so forth so yeah i think at some level they're involved i don't think that they're involved to the extent that they know the details of what's being developed but they certainly know the aspects of, of some of the financial parts of it yeah well, one thing that one thing that i'd like to point out is <laughs> that I, I think it should be a famous press conference now but very few uh, americans yeah, I think really un understand or realize the press conference that Donald Rumsfeld did the day before 9-11, right. where he announced that I think $4 trillion was not where it was supposed to be right. after a audit of the Department of Defense, which is one of the first things he did as, he, as Secretary of Defense when he got into office. And the second more alarming figure was that $2.2 trillion is, is missing from the Department of Defense. Now, that's a lot of money. So yep. perhaps the American public has... Uh, finance at least a portion of this. Joseph, let me sure. do the break and let's pick up on the other side. Mm -hmm. We have Dr. Joseph Farrell and we have Walter Bosley. We're trying to track the banksters and all that missing Defense Department money that Donald Rumsfeld talks about. And the next day we have 9-11? Whoa. More <laughs> to come with Gene and Chris. You're in. The Paracast. <laughs> for listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. I'm Jesse Gonzalez, Vice President at Kmart. Did you know that premature birth is the number one killer of babies in the United States, or that survivors can face a lifetime of serious health problems? But you can help. Join me in Kmart for the March for Babies walk. We'll work together 
to raise funds for research and programs that help the Marchadines fight premature birth and birth defects and improve the health of moms and babies. Start your team today at marchforbabies.org. Paid non-attorney spokesperson Adam Pulaski of the Pulaski Law Firm with principal office in Houston, Texas is the attorney responsible for the content of this ad. This ad is not legal advice and the choice of a lawyer should not be based solely upon advertisement. Services may not be available in all states. Attention Zarelto users. If you or a loved one took Zarelto and suffered a serious bleeding event, you may be entitled to financial compensation. Zarelto is a popular prescription blood thinner used to prevent blood clots and protect patients from strokes. These serious bleeding events have led to numerous cases of hospitalization and even death. Phone lines are open 24-7. Call 800-261-0937. That's 800-261-0937. Dangerous blood clot device alert. If you or a loved one had an IVC filter placed to prevent blood clots from traveling to your heart or lungs and suffered an injury, you may be entitled to substantial financial compensation. The FDA warns that IVC filters may cause serious complications, such as heart or lung damage, internal bleeding, and even death. These dangerous blood clot devices can break and the metal fragments can travel to your heart or lungs causing serious injuries. If you or a loved one suffered organ damage or other injuries from an IVC filter, you may be entitled to substantial financial compensation. Act now. Time is limited to file a claim. For a free consultation and free information, call Injury Help Desk at 800-478-1507-800-478-1507-800-478-1507. This is an advertisement. Paid non-attorney spokesperson. InjuryHelpDesk.com is responsible for this advertisement. Principal Office, Las Vegas, Nevada. Hi, Peter Vaccaro for ParanormalDate.com. Are you looking for love in all the wrong places? Now you have a chance to change that by signing up for free at ParanormalDate.com. This incredible dating site puts people of like minds together. People who are interested in the strange, the unusual, mysteries, ghosts, UFOs, and the afterlife, and so much more. ParanormalDate.com was developed for you. People seeking a viable alternative to the other dating services. You can join for free by going to ParanormalDate.com, and if you decide you like it and want to connect with people, use the code GEORGE for a substantial discount. Mark Rawlings, president of ParanormalDate.com, says so many people hunger to share their experiences about the paranormal, the unexplainable, or the afterlife, and so much more, and this is the source for them to meet and share that common interest. So sign up for free at ParanormalDate.com, ParanormalDate.com. And use the code GEORGE if you decide to connect with someone you like. Are you worried about your mom or dad living alone in their house? Hi, I'm Joan London. Listen, I know how difficult it is to find senior care for someone you love. That's why I recommend a free service called A Place for Mom. They are the nation's largest senior living referral service. Call A Place for Mom today. To receive free information on senior living communities in your area, call A Place for Mom at 1-800-704-6182. A Place for Mom offers free one-on-one advice from local advisors and a personalized list of senior living communities you can visit. If you have questions about senior care for your mom or dad, there's a place for answers, a place for mom. Call a place for mom in the next 10 minutes to get your free ebook on financing senior care as well as free information on senior living communities in your area. Call 1-800-704-6182. That's 1-800-704-6182. This is Micah Hanks of the Grayling Report, and you're listening to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. 
You see, Chris is changing himself to a conspiratorial kind of stinger. <laughs> That's <What>? right. <laughs> <laughs> Walter Bosley, Dr. Joseph Farrell. Dr. Farrell, you had started an answer mm-hmm. in response to Chris's question. You want to pick up on that? Well, yeah, uh, he, he mentioned Secretary Rumsfeld prior to 9-11, the day before, as a matter of fact, mentioning $2.2 million had gone missing. And then, of course, 9-11 occurs, and that story drops right off the radar screen. Yeah, $2.2 trillion. Yeah. And there's been stories since then. Uh, if you recall, Congresswoman Cynthia McKinney grilled Rumsfeld and, and one of his advisors about, you know, who's keeping the books for the Pentagon? Who's actually got the contracts? And, of course, neither of them were able to answer Congressman Grayson from Florida also was pointing out trillions of dollars of missing money. And I think what happened there is is they got very close to this hidden system of finance. I think it definitely exists. And from my point of view, Gene, I think those bearer bond scandals from, you know, from 2008 and so on are a part of this hidden system because let's look at what, what they are. They claim to be gold-backed bearer bonds issued by the Federal Reserve. Please note that. Not the U.S. Treasury, but the Federal Reserve directly. And that's a very important point because to a certain extent that allows you to, to create plausible deniability for one thing. For the other, the Federal Reserve as a private corporation, technically there's nothing to prevent them from doing that. So these gold-backed bearer bonds have been out there. Occasionally you hear a story where they've recovered so many trillions of dollars. Well, why gold-backed bearer bonds? You know, why would you create such a system? I think the essence here is, is that this represents the transactional currency, so to speak, for this hidden system of finance. They actually have to have a physical medium of exchange to move and account for all this gold that they recovered under the Truman administration from that point on from all of this Axis booty. So I've, in addition to a hidden system of finance, in other words, I'm suggesting to you that the commodities themselves, the bullion markets especially, do not represent reality. They are dealing with such vast amounts of, of gold and bullion, particularly in the Japanese case that was re- recovered by the Japanese during World War II, that's been kept totally off the books. So this allows them to manipulate the commodities markets through these securities and so on and so forth. And, and indeed, this is what we've seen happen in the post-9-11 world. This whole story has broken wide open. You know, they've been accused of fixing the LIBOR rates. They've been accused of fixing the bullion markets. And I think what you're looking at is this hidden system is coming out gradually into the open. Now, the thing that bothers me about Rumsfeld mm. is that this guy has been in government for years. He knows mm. how the system works. Right. He knows the tricks, the sidesteps. This is a two-part question. Number one being, why would he even reveal this? Why wouldn't he shut up? And number two, any possible connection between 9-11, did it happen that day because of what Rumsfeld said the day before to basically obscure the story? I personally suspect that there is a financial aspect to 9-11. In fact, I got into that in some depth in in my most recent book that just came out, that there is a financial aspect to 9-11. There were investigations taking place by O&I, the Office of Naval Intelligence, into a lot of missing money and illegal securities. We're talking in the tune of of hundreds of billions of dollars that were set to clear on 9-11, beginning on 9-11 and, you know, through the following week. And what happened is that during 9-11, the SEC, Securities and Exchange Commission, 
suspended the normal securities trading and clearing rules. Under the normal rules, you cannot substitute securities, a set of securities for another set of securities destined to clear. When they suspended that rule, the securities that were set to clear, which were by every appearance fraudulent, were substituted for other securities that actually cleared. So in other words, there was an activity of the hidden system of finance that was going to be revealed had 9-11 not occurred. The other interesting thing I think that people need to take note of is that the offices of naval investigation were part of the Pentagon that was struck on 9-11. So in other words, yeah, there appears to me to be some sort of financial crime that, that somebody wanted to cover up. Now, Rumsfeld what I think is interesting about him and his statement, Gene, is that, as you say, he's been kind of a revolving door in American politics going all the way back to the Reagan era. When he came out and revealed that, I think what he did was he revealed something that even he did not realize the full depth of what he was saying. In other words, he's not a member of the inner circle of, of this breakaway group. He reveals something that the breakaway group doesn't want revealed, and of course 9-11 very conveniently buries the story. But of course later on, he's, he's grilled in front of Congress for a lot of these missing trillions, and of course those investigations get nowhere. In fact, Congresswoman McKinney from Georgia, you know, they mounted a, a huge effort to, to defeat her, which they actually did. As far as I know, she kind of went into hiding. I think she's in Indonesia or someplace like that because, you know, she kept digging and literally left the country, which kind of conveys the idea that, you know, she may be in fear of her life or, or thinking that she's under some sort of threat or danger. I think Rumsfeld's speech there, his, his press conference, was really kind of an inadvertent thing, that, that he was disclosing something that somebody else didn't want disclosed. I don't think he's part of that deep inner circle, in other words. Plus, isn't there billions of dollars in missing bullion from uh, the World yes. Trade Center as well? Yes. I mean, that, lest we forget that. Plus, I think the 14th floor where the fire ev evidently started on 9-11 and World Trade Center number 7, uh, wasn't that also a SEC investigation yes. uh, files in the Office of Investigation there? Not to mention the largest CIA operation, uh, exactly. operational headquarters outside of Langley. Yes, exactly. That's that's true. Moreover, there's a there's a researcher into 9/11 by the name of E.P. Heidner that I, I reference in the book quite a lot. He or she, I, I think it's a he, uh, uncovered the fact that where the planes actually struck the twin towers were brokerage houses offices of the brokerage houses that were cooperating in this investigation. So, in other words, if you examine the financial angle of it, it looks like somebody definitely wanted to curb that investigation and, and create the conditions that would allow the normal clearing rules to be suspended so that they could substitute other securities. So yeah, there's huge aspects of, of finance in 9-11. Not to mention our good old friends at Deutsche Bank, you know, <laughs> doing all of the puts and trades that they were doing at the last minute. Or the put orders on United Airlines. And uh, Oh, yeah. I think there are too many convenient coincidences for this to have been just simply nine, 19 oh, yeah, Saudis absolutely. with box cutters. Uh, and, yeah. and you do bring that out, I think, uh, very loud and clear in your book. In fact, you actually add a layer of intrigue, uh, which I'm sure we'll get into at some point in the show. Walter? Yes. <laughs> yeah, I want you to heard, drop in. You haven't heard from you. <laughs> He's flummoxed. It's you're not on my bailiwick. <laughs> so I'm listening and learning. Okay. Um, no, I. Uh, uh, as, as you know, I've recently um, 
jumped into the uh, the, the the pool of the Deutsche Bank um, stuff myself um, because it did raise its head in my you know the the background historical aspects so you know i saw particularly around 911 and since then um, particularly with the 2008 crash um i saw a resonance with with what i do with what my so-called bailiwick actually is and i i'll tell you it is this stuff we're talking about around 911 and the deutsche bank stuff that has actually um brought my interests into the present. Um, I mean, I'm still I'm still doing background historical stuff because I think that aspect of this is fascinating. But nothing has brought my attention to the present with this stuff, like this um, like this Bankster stuff, this Deutsche Bank stuff in particular. Um, you know, particularly when you see the uh, connections to the various uh, present day politicians and people running for office, it's it's intriguing in that scary way. We'll be even scarier on the other side. Dr. <laughs> just Joseph, warming up. Just warming up, folks. Dr. Joseph Farrell, Walter Bosley, Gene and Chris. And Chris right now is going to show you his deepest conspiratorial stinger. You're in <laughs> the Bearcast. Thank you for listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. Conspiracy Journal is your number one source for the hidden world of the weird and strange. We bring you thought-provoking and controversial material for free-thinking individuals who are seeking what is really going on in our world today. Some of this material may adversely affect you. Other pieces are meant to enlighten. Either way, be prepared to be intrigued by such things as the reality of UFOs, ghosts, strange creatures from time and space, hidden conspiracies, time travel, Nikola Tesla, suppressed technology, and a whole lot more. You can find out more by visiting our website at conspiracyjournal.com. There you can sign up for our free weekly newsletter sent directly to your email address. Find out what they don't want you to know. mobile devices right against our bodies every day. But growing scientific evidence has emerged showing serious health risks associated with exposure to EMF radiation emitted from these devices. The solution is Defender Shield, the most effective mobile radiation shielding ever developed. Defender Shield blocks virtually 100% of EMF radiation from cell phones, tablets, and laptops and starts at just $64.99. Buy now at DefenderShield.com. For 10% off, use promo code GCN. DefenderShield.com, the worldwide leader in mobile radiation shielding. As a doctor, I see patients every day who are losing their vision to age-related macular degeneration, also known as AMD. If you have blurry vision or blind spots, they can be symptoms of AMD, and if untreated, could lead to blindness. The good news? AMD can be managed with effective clinically approved treatments that may reverse some vision loss. For free AMD information, contact the Foundation Fighting Blindness at 1-800-BLINDNESS. That's 1-800-BLINDNESS. There is a cure in sight. 
Water is the single most important thing your body needs, so you want to be sure it's the best for you and your family. Since 2005, thousands have depended on Berkey Purified Water. The Berkey Guy provides the lowest priced filtration systems in every size. For incredibly delicious water now and in an emergency, get to GoBerkey.com or call 877-886-3653. 877-886-3653. GoBerkey.com. The following is an incredible, life-changing, free offer for anyone with hearing problems who wants to start hearing everything more clearly again. We're now offering free in-home trials of a revolutionary hearing breakthrough called Listen Clear to anyone who calls this special toll-free number now. 1-800-957-9364. Call in the next 10 minutes and you'll also qualify for free shipping and free batteries for life. ListenClear is precisely designed by top audio engineers. It adjusts to let you find the perfect way to hear everything, wherever you are and whatever you're doing. And ListenClear is so invisible, people may not even know you're wearing it. And it's so lightweight, you may even forget you're wearing it too. Don't miss this special life-changing opportunity to hear everything more clearly again for free with a 100% free in-home trial, free shipping, and even free batteries for life. For free information, call now. 1-800-957-9364. That's 1-800-957-9364. 1-800-957-9364. Kiss your credit card debt goodbye. I'm Pharmacist Keith, Dr. Wallach, the Dead Doctors Don't Lie guy, and myself want to show you how to achieve financial peace, creating an extra income that will last for years to come by joining Dr. Wallach's crusade, spreading his message of better health. To learn more, visit radio.recordedvideo.com. That's radio.recordedvideo.com, radio.recordedvideo.com, or call 866-257-3105 for a recorded message. Hi, it's Grant Cameron from presidentialufo.com. You're listening to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. <laughs> I was hoping he'd get deeper, like, Paracast. <laughs> All right, now we're doing it. Now we're doing it. I choked on the first one. <laughs> you see, what happened is Chris is looking at the caricature that Red Pill Junkie made of him. <laughs> and he objects to the fact that he looks a little bit more rotund than he might be. I look pregnant. <laughs> Plus, I don't play guitar. Oh, America! We don't care about the instrument. That's irrelevant. <laughs> yeah, I don't rap. That's what she said. <laughs> I, I'm not Grandmaster Gene, despite what everybody thinks. <laughs> Grandmaster Steinberg. <laughs> Rock and roll, baby. <laughs> and I was going to cut that off the recording, folks. We, whatever. <laughs> we're engaged in breakaway civilizations here. Let me throw out a question that comes to mind here. As we kind of know here, Bush and company were just aching to attack Iraq and use 9-11 as the excuse. Is that playing into the needs of a breakaway civilization or just doing what he's doing? Well, in my opinion, it's playing into the needs of, of the breakaway civilization because, as I've tried to document through several books concerning the Nazis, there is a deep, deep connection between 
Nazism and, and radical Islamic groups and cells, including Wahhabism, that go all the way back to World War II and then, of course, continue on after the war. You have, you know, you have a heavy Nazi presence in the so-called CIA operation that, that overthrows King Farouk. But, you know, the, boot, the boots on the ground are, are Nazi in that operation. Otto Skorzeny, Jelmer Schacht, General Wilhelm Farnbacher, Johann von Lehrs from the old Goebbels propaganda ministry. So you've got all these Nazis involved with that operation. So I think if, if indeed there is such a thing as a, as a post-war Nazi international, which I've been arguing through several books, it fits their agenda perfectly because what, what they're doing is they're getting the United States embroiled in a situation in the Middle East that will never stabilize and, and will suck American power and, and drain American power and you know suck American resources into the region, which certainly it's done. So I think 9/11 certainly is is the crisis of opportunity for the for the Bush administration, which already wants to do this anyway, as you pointed out, to go in there and do it. And we see the results. You know, it's it's been one fiasco after another, and uh, I, I think that really it's only going to continue, at least for the foreseeable future, as far as I can see. You know, I, I don't see Trump or or Mrs. Clinton getting us out of there anytime soon. I think they're going to dig us in deeper. I saw an interesting interview that was re-posted uh, uh, on the internet with retired General Wesley Clark, who said that he went down into the Pentagon uh, a week or so after 9-11 and was told by one of the, I guess, staffers and the Joint Chiefs uh, staff, rather who was rather alarmed and said that the plans had already been made to attack Iraq. Yes, and, you know, I find it very interesting that, that just a week after 9-11, that plans had already been formulated. So that obviously indicates that even before the event, uh, plans were being drawn up to go into Iraq. And, of course, at the time, he didn't, he didn't mention Afghanistan, of course, which is where we went first and then later on went into Iraq. But that does, that does kind of suggest <laughs> premeditated. Sure. Even more than that, I had read some reports that— as far back as 1999, W and his cronies were planning this. Yeah, I don't. That, that wouldn't be a surprise. Here, here's the thing, though, guys. You, you have to qualify this um, on on one hand uh, with what Clark said, and I'm not trying to you know defend any position here at all because I agree with what you just said, Gene. That yeah, I think you know Bush Cheney administration they wanted to do this, but as far as plans are concerned, um, there are always plans. Yeah attack plans and invasion plans on right. every country you could imagine. They exist. These things are thought right. out. They're fleshed out. They exist. They're ready to go. And they're ready to be activated. So there is – you. In, in General Clark, here's what's interesting. General Clark's alarm uh, interests me in that he certainly – Wesley Clark certainly knows better than I do the details of what I just said, okay, about there being plans in existence. For him to be alarmed implies to me, okay, was there some version of the next level of activation that he discovered or suspected? Right. Because the plan itself, but you you might be shocked what the plans are that are drawn up. Let me let me give you an example from history here, Gene, about what Walter's talking about. After World War One, the the strategy analysts and and you know financiers in both Great Britain and the United States looked at each other and saw in each other who had just been allies in, in World War One, helping to defeat the Germans, 
saw in each other commercial rivals on a global scale. And as a result, both Great Britain and the United States drew up war plans for war against each other. You know, a, a global war against each other. So, you know, the idea that that plans exist for invasion of Iraq or the Middle East, yeah, I'm agree. I'm in agreement with Walter. They've got plans for invading just about anybody, at any time. And I I think he's correct here that if General Clark is is raising alarm bells about it, it's because he saw something else. He saw something deeper that the plan was connected to. I was looking at an article from Mother Jones. Mm-hmm. that was tracing our engagement with Iraq, going back even when Bush's father was president. Mm-hmm. Then they decided to do it fast. And even then, some reports say even that war was to some level faked and unnecessary. Well, yeah, that war, you know, there, there's that famous exchange that April Gillespie, who was our uh, representative in Baghdad at the time, had with Saddam Hussein's government. And he queried her very directly. You can, you can find this story online just about anywhere. He queried her very directly. What would, what would be the United States' reaction if Iraq seized Kuwait and restored it to the historical, you know, that was his argument, the historical boundaries of, of Iraqi Mesopotamia? And her response was, was, well, you know, the American government has no position on the internal affairs of Arab states. So in other words, she gave the green light for the invasion. Now, no ambassador is going to say something like that without first checking with their government. So in other words, her saying that is an indicator that, that the green light came from very, very high up. And, of course, we know the result. Saddam Hussein invaded Iraq, and then we get, you know, the fake stories about Iraqi soldiers uh, butchering babies in Kuwaiti hospitals and all sorts of nonsense. And, you know, we're ready to go and eject him. And so, yeah, I think there's a certain, there's a certain case to be made that maybe that whole thing was staged as well. Can you believe any war, even the Vietnam War, Gulf of Tonkin was faked? Right. It was exaggerated over what the event really was to bring us into that war. Yeah. When Nixon got elected, partly on promises to get out of that war, we basically cut and run after a couple of years. And now right. we're friends with Vietnam. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's it's the Gulf of Tonkin incident. I think the senator from Oregon at the time, Senator Warren, I forget what his name was, um, Senator Wayne or Senator Warren even pointed out as early as, as 1965 when, when that incident first occurred that there were aspects of it that even on the public record indicated that this was somehow a staged event. And he was adamantly opposed to any resolution that would give Johnson the authority to go in and do what he did. You know, the Republicans helped him out quite a bit there. They they had their model, of course, with the sure. USS Maine in the Spanish-American sure. War. You know, they, they took that and said, hmm, you know, somebody did, I think, said, right. wow, it, it worked in 1898 or 7 or whatever it was. What the hell? Let's, uh, let's, let's kind of spin it in this modern Vietnam way. Exactly. Exactly. Some people actually say that some of these events, some of these tragedies we have are false flag events. And we're going to be running out of time in a moment, so I don't want to ask for a response right now, but we will have one in our next segment. We have Dr. Joseph Farrell, we have Walter Bosley, and we're just getting started. We're raring to go. We're also raring to have you sign up for the Paracast Plus at plus.theparacast.com. 
plus.theparacast.com. We offer all sorts of extra special features. We offer the commercial-free version of this show with higher-quality audio. We offer the exclusive After the Paracast podcast. And last week, Chris was playing the one- and two-word game for every response, and then we were joined by George Wingfield for some really, really frank discussion after the Paracast. And you get all that, plus excerpt from the book from Chris O'Brien and Ray Stanford and My Dog Sing Chopin. That is the real <laughs> title, folks. Go to plus.theparacast.com. Notice how I talk over their laughter. Plus.theparacast.com with Gene and Chris. You're in the Paracast. <laughs> listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. Attack of the Rockoids has been well received by critics and readers alike. It's a thrill a minute story you'll never forget. A former U.S. military intelligence officer is haunted by intense dreams about a beautiful woman pleading for his help after a terrible battle in outer space. But the dreams turn out to be true and thrust him into a telepathic love affair with a woman whose faraway planet is intent on destroying the Earth. And now the gripping tale continues in The Coming of the Protectors. It's the second book of the Rockoids trilogy, a galaxy-spanning adventure that pits our hapless heroes against powerful, fanatical enemies that threaten the lives of freedom-loving beings everywhere. Attack of the Rockoids and The Coming of the Protectors. Classic science fiction at its best. Available now. For more details, visit rockoids.com. That's R O C K O I D S.com. Worried about lead, fluoride, and other contaminants in your drinking water? Get a ProPure with the Pro 1G 2.0 cleanable reusable filter and remove up to 200 contaminants. Drink water the way nature meant it to be clean, crisp, and refreshing. See the complete line of ProPure products, including the new ProMax shower filter. There's a ProPure for you. Visit your authorized ProPure dealer for details or ProPureUSA.com. That's P R O P U R U S A.com. This is an alert. If your business or church is building this year, you're about to pay more than you should. This could mean thousands of dollars more for your office, retail space, church, or warehouse. A general steel building can save you as much as half the cost and time of similar conventional construction. And we're offering rebates of up to $20,000 to help you build today. Call General Steel for free information that could save you thousands. Call 866-91-STEEL. 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 Welcome back to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. And now, here's Gene Steinberg. <laughs> Sorry about that, Gene. <laughs> That's okay. Look at that title. I said, wait a minute. Is this just a pretend title? You see, Chris has that in his signature. When you get an email from Chris, he puts that in there. And I thought, he's kidding me. This is not real. It's a real book, folks. It's a real book, but it's a working title. Oh, you got to fit it in somehow in the final title. (laughs) (laughs) 
Well, he had a dog that sang Chopin. So what can I say? You know, every time Chopin would come on, it'd howl along with it. So, <laughs> oh my word, go figure. <laughs> if you believe that one, I'll tell you another one. <laughs> well, seriously, uh, it, we also have quite a number of questions here too for you, Joseph, uh, from very intrigued uh, listeners who are. We've had quite a number of people that have asked when you were going to be on the show next, and we felt this was a really good opportunity with the release of your latest book. And mm-hmm. and uh, so we're going to be getting to some of those questions later on in the show as well. False flag, and that we presume is an event that really didn't happen. And I guess Gulf of Tonkin is one of them. Obviously, the 9-11 stuff did happen. But Joseph, over the years, have there been other significant false flags Oh, wow. Where do you start? Where do you start? Yeah, I, I, I strongly suspect that there's an aspect of false flag to all these shootings that have been going on recently, including Orlando, you know, Sandy Hook, Boston Marathon, the, the um, San Bernardino shootings. There's, there's aspects of all of these stories that, to my first reading of, of the narrative that, that comes out of them, there's all sorts of frayed edges. There's all sorts of leads that don't appear to be followed up and so on and so forth. So I, I think that we're looking at the possibility of domestic false flags. I'm glad you put it that way too, Joseph, because this is something I, I think we need to clarify. There's a lot of, you know, yes, we in, the, the, the common definition interpretation of false flag is an event that never happened. And there's a lot of people out there who mm-hmm. what they want to jump to put a false flag title on everything that happens, meaning right. that full definition of, oh, it never really happened. And right. if you disagree with them, they say, oh, well, you're drinking the Kool-Aid. Well, in my position, I think in what you just said too – in, in my opinion, is, look, when you say false flag, you're implying that it didn't happen. What we're saying is these things happen. These attacks, right. shootings, they happen. But just like what Joseph was saying, there's elements of false flag. And and maybe we shouldn't use the term false flag when we're talking about this particular thing. What what it is, is there? it's the multi-level stuff going on. But yeah. Exactly. Uh, manipulated uh, events. And yes. Manipulated events. But the, these things happen, okay? Those airplanes and all those people on them, you know, were were used on 9-11, and those people died, okay? They didn't get sent to another dimension. Except uh, they didn't find any bodies in uh, Shanksville. <laughs> they they just found just very strange, small yeah. little pieces that's of human flesh strange, that did yes, not that, add up to uh, the number that of passengers. True, right. <laughs> but, you know, San Bernardino happened. I mean, I know people who are friends with the families of one right. of the victims, you know, and, and, and I live here. I can tell you it happened. Now, what happened, what we're told what happened may not yeah. be yeah, exactly. we have to get away from the idea that false flag means it didn't happen. False flags traditionally are events that actually do happen. But the problem is is that a narrative gets attached to false flags in order to justify some course of action mm-hmm. that the people who either design the operation or who co-opt the operation want to put into place. I mean, World War II starts over a false flag. The, the Nazis mounted a, a fake Polish raid on a German radio station in, in Gleiwitz down in, in southern Silesia, and, you know, we're off and running. You know, we've got World War II. So false flags don't mean that events don't happen. What they are are events that are either deliberately planned or an aspect of them is penetrated or a narrative is created around an event as a kind of a crisis of opportunity to pursue some agenda. 
So, you know, I, I'm in total agreement with Walter here. Just, to be, just to because something's a false flag doesn't mean it didn't happen. It means that you have to look deeper. You have to look at uh, the possibility that these events are to a certain extent staged and in some cases perhaps even penetrated and used by, by people that want to pursue some agenda. So these things will happen. They take advantage of situations. Right. Do they know in advance some of these things are going to happen? Or is it just having the people around who pick up on something and say, aha? I think in 9-11's case, uh, you know, and this is something I attempted to document in the book. I think in 9-11's case, clearly the United States was warned by a number of, of nations' intelligence agencies that, that something was going to happen. And in the case of some of those warnings, specifically from Russia, the, the warnings were very, very specific. The Russians warned us, you know, this is the week something's going to happen on American soil. It's going to involve hijackers and hijacked airplanes. There are going to be prominent American attacks or targets that are going to be attacked and so on and so forth. So the warnings were quite specific. And this led within the 9-11 truth community to the rise of, you know, the so-called LIHOP or let it happen on purpose hypothesis. And that was really kind of the favored hypothesis until researchers kept digging and they discovered, well, during 9-11, there were any number of drills. I mean, the, the amount of drills is astonishing. And the drills in many cases, Amalgam Virgo and, and some of these exercises, mirror actual aspects of, of the 9-11 operation itself. Other drills are, it looks from, from the point of view of, of what happens on 9-11, other drills look like they were designed to inject an element of tremendous confusion into the command and control structure of, of the country's military and, and civil authorities on that day. So when you get to that point, you are really looking at an operation, meaning 9-11, that was planned to some extent with somebody, I, I call it a rogue network within the American military-industrial intelligence complex that, that had access to all of these drills and, and the operation itself, 9-11, is, is designed around them. So, yeah, I think, you know, that's the made-it-happen-on-purpose hypothesis, that there's some element within this country, a rogue group, a faction, if you will, that's driving the events in order to create a, a false flag for a crisis of opportunity that they can use this to inject American power into the Middle East. Now, at the end, what do they gain? They want to get control of oil? Obviously, they've completely screwed up the Middle East, yeah, you know this is where this is where the nine eleven truth community actually, in my opinion, Gene breaks down in its analysis, because in order to exploit the energy resources of the region, which is the typical explanation they give for why nine eleven occurred, you you can't exploit the energy resources of the region if it's unstable. All right. And this is part of, of my reason why I think there was an even deeper level. In other words, I'm, I'm one of the few people out there, I think, that looks at 9-11 as a three-level operation rather than, as most 9-11 uh, truth researchers do, as a two-level operation. I think that at some point this operation was penetrated by a completely outside source, uh, a completely external entity that had penetrated whatever rogue group within this country was planning and carrying out these attacks. And that group, 
I think, has a completely different agenda. They want to see the Middle East destabilized. They kind of uh, use a classical chess move, you know, when you pin an opponent's pieces on the chessboard. I think this is what happens because 9-11, if you look at it that way, pins the, the American deep state into injecting American power into a very destabilized situation. In other words, it becomes a cauldron into which you're sucked and you can't really get out of very easily. Um, I think to a certain extent, if you look carefully, Mr. Putin is trying to create the circumstances to restabilize the region and get us out of that. And the reason I say that is that the Russians, when they were warning of these attacks that were going to come, also made it very clear that these attacks were coming from a global network. And in fact, Tony Blair, the British Prime Minister, also said this after 9-11. Let's break it there and continue. More about 9-11 speculation, or maybe it's not speculation. Dr. Joseph Farrell, Walter Bosley, Gene Steinberg, Chris O'Brien, you're in The Paracast. Do you need a website? Well, you can get a great deal on hosting services with Namecheap's legendary coupon code. They're offering substantial hosting discounts on shared hosting, business hosting, VPS hosting, reseller hosting, and even dedicated servers. Namecheap is preferred by millions. It's backed by a money-back guarantee. Use the coupon code LEGENDARY to cash in on the special deal at Namecheap.com, Namecheap.com. First came Attack of the Rockoids, and it was a critically acclaimed success. And now there's The Coming of the Protectors. A former military intelligence man is contacted by a space woman in a dream. A dream that turns out to be a nightmare, because evil forces on our distant planet are planning to conquer the Earth. This is gripping science fiction of the classic kind. Attack of the Rockoids and The Coming of the Protectors. Find out more at rockoids.com. That's rockoids, R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S, dot com. Hi, Peter Vaccaro for ParanormalDate.com. Are you looking for love in all the wrong places? Now you have a chance to change that by signing up for free at ParanormalDate.com. This incredible dating site puts people of like minds together. People who are interested in the strange, the unusual, mysteries, ghosts, UFOs, and the afterlife, and so much more. ParanormalDate.com was developed for you. People seeking a viable alternative to the other dating services. You can join for free by going to ParanormalDate.com. And if you decide you like it and want to connect with people, use the code GEORGE for a substantial discount. Mark Rawlings, president of ParanormalDate.com, says so many people hunger to share their experiences about the paranormal, the unexplainable, or the afterlife, and so much more. And this is the source for them to meet and share that common interest. So sign up for free at ParanormalDate.com. ParanormalDate.com. And use the code GEORGE if you decide to connect with someone you like. My dad was 59 when he collapsed from a heart attack late last year. Just this past August was when we spread his ashes on the St. Croix River. I loved my dad, but boy was he stubborn. He hadn't been to the doctor in over 25 years. His excuse? He simply couldn't afford it. 
He wasn't a rich man by any means. At less than $107 per month, libertyoncall.org would have been the perfect alternative for my father. Don't wait. Go to libertyoncall.org right now for not just your sake, but for the sake of your loved ones. Again, that's libertyoncall.org. Dangerous blood clot device alert. If you or a loved one had an IVC filter placed to prevent blood clots from traveling to your heart or lungs and suffered an injury, you may be entitled to substantial financial compensation. The FDA warns that IVC filters may cause serious complications, such as heart or lung damage, internal bleeding, and even death. These dangerous blood clot devices can break and the metal fragments can travel to your heart or lungs causing serious injuries. If you or a loved one suffered organ damage or other injuries from an IVC filter, you may be entitled to substantial financial compensation. Act now. Time is limited to file a claim. For a free consultation and free information, call Injury Help Desk at 800-478-1507. This is an advertisement. Paid non-attorney spokesperson. InjuryHelpDesk.com is responsible for this advertisement. Principal Office, Las Vegas, Nevada. Vaping enthusiasts, head to VaporPalace.com. Choose from over 150 flavors and a selection of exclusive private stock vapor liquid you won't find anywhere else. New flavors are added every month, and our customer service is unbeatable. VaporPalace.com offers 15% off all vapor liquid on Fridays and get 10% off every order with coupon code VAPOR10 at checkout. Combine the codes on Fridays for 25% off. The ultimate destination for the vaping enthusiast. VaporPalace.com We'd like to hear from you. If you have a comment or question about the Paracast, send it to news at theparacast.com. That's news at theparacast.com. And don't forget to visit our famous Paracast community forums at forum.theparacast.com. Joseph, let's continue Mm. on that because I'm more and more intrigued. Mm-hmm. where this 9-11 discussion is going. Well, I, the third level, in my opinion, Gene, does represent this this kind of b- global breakaway network. As I mentioned before the break, there was a Russian economics advisor to President Putin. Her name is Dr. Tatiana Koryagina. And in July of 2001, she said very definitely and very clearly that not only would these attacks occur, but the attacks would be the planning of a global group, those were her words, and then she added a few very powerful men who want to remake the entire world, and they have assets in excess of $300 trillion. So in other words, right away, the Russian warning is not fingering, first of all, let's note what it's not fingering. It's not fingering uh, a terrorist network. It's not fingering Islamic radicals. And it, secondly, is not fingering a rogue element within the American deep state. And I think, again, that argument from the 9-11 truth community does have a lot of merit to it. You can't plan an operation like that with all of those concurrent drills without having some penetration into the American command structure. And the behavior of, of Bush and Cheney on that day indicate to me, that, yeah, they at least knew some of this and may have been a part of it at some level. But you've got a third element, I think, that injects itself during the operation, announcing its presence, as it were. And at that point, you see the Bush administration begin to show evident signs of panic. And what do I mean by that? If you look carefully 
Just Bush's. look at Bush's where he went that day and ended up yes, at Office exactly. Air Force Base. Yeah, exactly. When he's at Booker T. Elementary School, he's very calm. He continues with his photo op. After the photo op, he gets up, he gives a brief press conference and, and announces to everybody that apparently America's under some sort of terrorist attack and he and his team are going to be flying back to Washington. Then he arrives at Air Force One and the entire situation changes. He flies not back to Washington, but he flies from, from Sarasota to Barksdale Air Force Base in Louisiana. He jettisons the press corps. He gives a brief statement at Barksdale in which the terrorist narrative has been completely dropped. He makes no reference to it. He refers simply to attacks and to, to some sort of test. And then from Barksdale, he flies on to Offutt Air Force Base in, in Omaha, Nebraska. Now, why is that significant? Well, Barksdale is the backup command for all of America's strategic nuclear forces. And Offutt, of course, is the command for all of America's strategic nuclear sources. So, in other words, it looks like what he's doing is he's reasserting personal executive branch control over America's thermonuclear forces. Now, why is that significant? Because on 9-11, believe it or not, there is running a drill called Global Guardian in which all of America's thermonuclear forces, submarines, bombers, ICBMs, are on alert, the highest alert that they've ever been on since the Cuban Missile Crisis, all right? During this time period when he's flying to Offutt, it's also been uncovered by the 9-11 research community that the White House received a number of calls to the White House switchboard from somebody, they don't know who, indicating that they had possession of top secret codes of the DEA, the FBI, the DIA, the CIA, the NRO, and on and on this goes. So in other words, somebody had penetrated the American command structure so deeply that they knew the operational codes of quite a few federal intelligence agencies. So in other words, what that signals to me and what Bush's actions signal to me is that they thought they were in danger that someone might be able to launch our nuclear missiles. So he had to reassert personal presidential control. Now, this is interesting because with all the evidence out there that exists, that there's some sort of Bush administration connection, whether it's Bush and Cheney themselves or people that they bring in with their administration, who knows, but that there's some sort of element of knowledge prior to the events that they're willing to let the events happen or even were involved in planning them somehow, that's level two. But when you get these calls and Bush's behavior, that's what is revealing to me, the, there is a possible third level. The puppet masters themselves had strings. <laughs> the puppet masters themselves were being co-opted by yet a third level that they had to reassert the executive branch control over America's nuclear forces on that day, which, of course, they did. And interestingly enough, you'll recall that Vice President Cheney is whisked to the White House operations room. So, in other words, that's another indicator that they're trying to forestall a coup, in my opinion. And then Cheney, after 9-11, you recall, disappears for, for quite a few weeks, several months, in fact. He's, he's not seen. And I suspect what he's doing is since Cheney was involved originally under President Reagan with drawing up the continuity of government plans and so on, that what this means that he was doing was, number one, he was trying to plug these security leaks 
that had become evident, and number two, redesign the entire continuity of government operations plan since it very obviously had been co-opted. So yeah, I think there's a lot of indicators here that there was a third level to the 9-11 operation that unbeknownst to the deep rogue network in, in the American deep state that, that may have planned the whole thing, this level reveals itself on 9-11 and catches everybody by surprise. And I think ever since then, they've been kind of scrambling to extricate themselves from that situation. You know, what's interesting to me is that whether it's Republican or Democrat, and we think they are diametrically opposed, and they come out that way in the campaigns. Mm -hmm. But once these people get in office, they seem to toe a very narrow line. We're figuring even Donald Trump is wacky and completely crazy right now. And the things he says are exaggerations of standard right-wing dogma. But if he were to get into the White House, he'd become sane. Or maybe not with Donald Trump. I don't know. Wishful thinking. I have my suspicions as to what Trump represents. Let's look at the American deep state for a moment and the way that it evolved after World War II. One primary element of that deep state is the mafia. If you look at the mafia, the mafia is, even though it's a criminal underground, it's a relatively patriotic group. So I look at Trump as possibly representing an element of the American deep state that is extremely dissatisfied with the way that the globalists have been running things. Because if you look at what has happened under the Obama administration and then began to happen at the tail end of the Bush administration, Americans have been losing their leisure time and leisure money. So what has happened to the casino industry, particularly in Nevada? It's been tanking. Trump, of course, represents what? Well, he makes his money off of casinos. So it looks to me like the possibility exists that Trump is the candidate of a very dissatisfied faction within the American deep state. In other words, I've been arguing for many years that since 9-11, it looks to me like Mr. Global or or the globalist's cartel or whatever you wish to call it, the, the Anglosphere, the financial oligarchs, whatever, that they have been as they've been approaching their end, their game plan of instituting a a truly global government and so on, that the factions within that entity are increasingly at loggerheads with each other. Dr. Joseph Farrell and Walter Bosley and Gene and Chris, you're in The Paracast. for listening to GCN. Be sure to visit GCNlive.com today. This is Dan Pilla. Do you owe the IRS money you can't pay? Are tax debts crippling you? I've defended people from the IRS for over 30 years. I've helped thousands and I can help you too. I wrote the book on IRS settlement and I'm telling you, there's no such thing as a hopeless case. Call 800-34-NO-TAX to finally get free of IRS debt. With the IRS's new programs, there's never been a better time to solve your problem. Call 800-34-NO-TAX. That's 800-34-NO-TAX or my website, danpilla.com. So you've got to take a state construction license exam or certification. Can't decide on what books or what chapters to study? Discover right now how you can eliminate unnecessary books and wasted study time. At ContractorExam.com, our study materials zero in on state-required test topics in an effective, multiple-choice format. So whether you're a plumber, electrician, general contractor, or other construction-related trade, ContractorExam.com will help get you prepared. Visit us at www.ContractorExam.com today.
If you have sleep apnea and you're tired of dragging around your big, bulky home CPAP device wherever you travel, what I'm about to tell you may sound too good to be true. ManyCPAP.com now offers a portable device that's as small as a soda can and weighs less than a pound. Even better, you can try Transcend absolutely risk-free for a full 10 days. Call us now, 1-800-940-5473. Transcend is the world's first portable mini CPAP device. It gives you the freedom to sleep in total comfort anywhere you are. For even more freedom, you can add a battery that's as tiny as a deck of cards. Transcend is so small and so light, you can fit it in your briefcase or purse to use anywhere you go. It's FAA compliant too, so you can even sleep comfortably while flying. It's true. You can enjoy the freedom to sleep comfortably anywhere, anytime you want. Call minicpap.com now for your 10-day in-home trial. 1-800-940-5473. That's 1-800-940-5473. Hi, this is Dr. Joel Wallach, the Mineral Doctor. You've heard me talk about 90 for Life for years. 60 minerals, 16 vitamins, 12 amino acids, 2 fatty acids. You may not know this, that I've actually designed Arthur decks for animals. That's right. Your pets need 90 for Life, too. Get this essential pet product by calling 877-279-9422. That's 877-279-9422. Again, 877-279-9422. Are you living your passion? Are you pumped to go to work because you get to talk about or work with or do the things that interest you the most? Is working, playing, and relaxing one and the same? As long as you're working for someone else, you'll never be living entirely true to yourself and your passion. I'm Pharmacist Keith. Let me show you how you can work around your current schedule, create the extra income so you can live your passion. Visit radio.recordedvideo.com. That's radio.recordedvideo.com. Radio.recordedvideo.com. I'm Nick Soboleski, a select quote agent with a true story that could save you hundreds of dollars a year. A woman named Linda just called. Her husband, Ray, has a $300,000 group life insurance policy, but is changing jobs and can't take it with him. Well, I impartially shopped the highly rated term life insurance companies we represent and found Ray, who is 41 and takes medication to control his cholesterol, a 10-year, $500,000 policy for under $26 a month. That's almost twice the coverage for less than half of what he had paid. If SelectQuote hasn't shopped for your life insurance, you're probably paying too much. For your free quote, call 1-800-403-4885. That's 1-800-403-4885. 1-800-403-4885. Or go to SelectQuote.com. We shop. You save. Get full details in the example policy at SelectQuote.com slash commercials. Your price can vary depending on your health issuing company and other factors not available in all states. This is Jacques Vallée, and you're listening to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. We continue with Dr. Joseph Farrell. These forces being at loggerheads with one another. How so? Before you go on, Joseph, I want to point out that Donald Trump has built skyscrapers in Manhattan. Sure. Okay, and if you look at his the history of his 
uh, relationship to labor, his relationship to the uh, <laughs> concrete industry, uh, which right. is totally mob controlled. And again, as you pointed out, his involvement in, in uh, casinos uh, in Atlantic City and other places. I mean, it smacks organized crime all, all you know, all up and down, every which way you look at his uh, his his history. Now, do you think that this is something that could be a political liability to him going into an election? Do you think that there's enough ammunition there to? Uh, no, I, I don't think it's a liability, and I'll tell you why. I, again, I think what he's representing is a dissatisfied, disenfranchised part of the American deep state, and and they're at loggerheads with the other components of the American deep state, Wall Street, the Council on Foreign Relations, the Rockefeller crew, and so on. In other words, you have to go back to the fact that the mafia, even though traditionally it's been involved in some very murky criminal activity, by and large is a very patriotic group. You know, think Santos Traficante or Lucky Luciano, you know, involved with the American OSS during World War II. So this group of people, I think, is seeing their their bottom line hurt by the current policies of people running things. Trump, I don't think, would be hurt by this. And I'll tell you why. I found it extremely suspicious that initially Trump absolutely torpedoed Jeb Bush's campaign by putting the whole 9-11 truth issue out into the mainstream. And basically, by bringing up things that were only talked about within the 9-11 Truth Committee in a presidential debate, if you recall, he just kind of left Jeb Bush kind of stammering and stuttering. And then the next thing we know, Jeb Bush is gone. Then what happened? Well, he mentioned this, this crazy connection, apparently, of Ted Cruz's father to the anti-Castro-Cuban group, and immediately that, that raises the whole Kennedy assassination thing. So Trump looks to me like he's got somebody in his campaign, I don't know who, I have my suspicions, that has been doing research on all of these things that the alternative community has been pursuing for years, and Trump is injecting these things into the political debate at key t- key timed moments. Okay, this is method in his madness. Yes, I was absolutely. thinking here that he works closely with Roger Stone. Yes, yes. Who's absolutely. very big about conspiratorial stuff. Well, yeah, you know, he's done his own research for many years in all of this. And I suspect that Stone is kind of the tip of the iceberg here, because if Trump represents a dissatisfied sort of mafia faction within the deep state, that group certainly will know a lot of secrets and details and certainly has the ability to research them if they don't know them. So, yeah, I think we're looking at the possibility that we're looking at real genuine factional infighting here, that this is not just theater, that something major is taking place behind the scenes. So it's his group, whatever it is, fighting the traditional Republican Party. Fighting not only the traditional Republican elite, but fighting the Democratic elite. The other thing that people need to remember is that the Clintons and the Bushes have been in bed together, really, ever since <laughs> Iran-Contra and, and the MENA, Arkansas, you know, drug-running scandals and all of that stuff. Which Clinton completely protected as the youngest governor ever elected. Yeah, yeah uh, absolutely. 1980. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. They've been closely allied and, and networked with each other. So Hillary Clinton represents to me kind of kind of the old guard. She's she's the CFR, you know, Rockefeller, Bush, Clinton, old guard. Now, let's add one more thing into this picture. 
Last year, interestingly enough, Henry Kissinger, of all people, and of course, Kissinger's a big Rockefeller CFR guy, but he came out with a couple of op-ed pieces that said our whole approach to handling Russia is simply wrong. We can't afford to be confrontational with Russia, and so on and so forth. This was a major break for someone like him in his position to do with the Obama administration, which has been more or less kind of following the, the policy and advocacy of, of Zbigniew Brzezinski, another Rockefeller man, okay? So in other words, it looks to me like the powers that be within this American deep state are deeply, deeply divided as to what the course of action should be. You know, Kissinger's been over to Russia several times since that's happened, talking personally with President Putin and, and Sergei Lavrov and, and some of the other high advisors in, in the Russian cabinet. So it looks to me again like, like there is deep, deep division in the American deep state, and Trump represents one aspect of it, and I think Kissinger and some of his recent pieces represent yet another aspect of it. Now, that leads me to believe here that Trump is not as crazy as he sounds. This is all a show, and he's play-acting. I've never thought that Trump is, is as crazy as he sounds. You know, I haven't been following this election cycle very closely, but what I have heard and what I have followed, yeah, he says crazy things, but you'll note he says th these crazy things with a kind of sense of timing that has worked to hurt his opponents more than any anything that it has done to him. So, yeah, I think he, you know, Trump is not an unintelligent man. We need to get over this idea that he isn't. I, I think he's playing this very, very carefully and, and very, very astutely. You may not agree with him, but he, he certainly appears to me that there's, and his campaign appears to me that there's certainly a lot more going on than, than first meets the eye. You know, he's not a guy you'd want to play poker with. No, no, exactly. No. Well, some of our listeners are going to be, their eyes are going to glaze over with all the, the talk about politics. But, but again, I think all this does play into many of the subjects that we cover here at the Paracast in terms of the UFO uh, phenomenon, as, as Joseph has pointed out and Walter has pointed out in their books, how there could be a tie-in with these same operators that we've been talking about in terms of a contemporary sense, but going back back in, in, into preceding decades. I mean, we could be dealing with, with levels of technology that's being misconstrued as unidentified, that it is actually very terrestrial and, and very advanced and exotic. Um, where does the tie-in, where is that tie-in, do you think, guys? Uh, that's Walter's bailiwick. <laughs> <laughs> Well, where is that tie-in? I mean, what what are we dealing with here? Are we dealing with with a a, a, a super breakaway civilization that is really uh, attempting to 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 be the puppet masters for the puppet masters and and you know sort of circumvent uh, agendas that have been in place for a while on the surface? Uh, and and do you think that there's a connection in the utilization of high technology and all this? Oh, yeah. absolutely. From my perspective, it is something that. Quite frankly, it, it, it uh, overtly, I don't want to say overtly, how do I put this? What we're dealing with today, the roots of it um, are visible in the 19th century. Um, what Joseph is talking about when he's talking, when you ask him, you know, what is this thing today? And he says it's coalesced into this big international thing. From my perspective, that is the product of that mysterious NIMSA 
side of things, whatever this NIMSA was exactly, because I'm convinced that uh, the Nazi party, the, the, the Nazis, to the extent that they're involved with all this, are a direct product of this mysterious NIMSA. Okay, now I'm talking about the, the Nazi science and technology, the Nazi war machine, um, anything within the Nazi political structure that served all of this. Well, clarify, okay? clarify what NIMSA is. Oh, um, <laughs> I have to pull the book out to pronounce it properly, but essentially. There you go. <laughs> um, it, essentially, it was a Prussian. Um, entity, Prussian organization that, of course, had its people behind it, you know, when they founded it in the 19th century, that was the active organization, in my opinion, um, that developed uh, the technology that became, you know, the UFOs of the 20th century. And they developed the technology that the Nazis took a step further with things like the bell and such. And such, we have to break. Walter Bosley, Dr. Joseph Farrell, Gene and Chris, you're in The Pentecost. Thank you for listening to GCN. Be sure to visit GCNlive.com today. Graphic Converter is the image manipulation tool for the rest of us. It does not use any database. You get full control of all your files. Want to view the images of a folder? Drag it into Graphic Converter and a powerful browser opens up to show your image files. You could use it for slideshows. You could use it to import images from digital cameras or from scanners. Need to do some image editing? You can do that too in Graphic Converter. Also, print catalogs convert from so many formats I can't even list them. Download now to see if Graphic Converter is good for you, like one and a half million other users. Guess what? You could save money when you buy Graphic Converter. Use the coupon code NIGHTOWL. Use the coupon code NIGHTOWL to get a special price for Graphic Converter. Go to LemkeSoft.com. That's L-E-M-K-E-Soft.com. LemkeSoft.com. L-E-M-K-E Soft.com. Paid non-attorney spokesperson Adam Pulaski of the Pulaski Law Firm with principal office in Houston, Texas is the attorney responsible for the content of this ad. This ad is not legal advice and the choice of a lawyer should not be based solely upon advertisement. Services may not be available in all states. Attention Zarelto users. If you or a loved one took Zarelto and suffered a serious bleeding event, you may be entitled to financial compensation. Zarelto is a popular prescription blood thinner used to prevent blood clots and protect patients from strokes. These serious bleeding events have led to numerous cases of hospitalization and even death. Phone lines are open 24-7. Call 800-261-0937. That's 800-261-0937. Are you worried about how dangerous the world has become? In these days of terrorist attacks, natural disasters, or even a future collapse, you need to be medically prepared to keep your family safe. I'm Joe Alton, MD of store.doomandbloom.net, where you'll find an entire line of uniquely designed medical kits and supplies for when help is not on the way. For everything from individual first aid kits to the ultimate family medical bag, go to store.doomandbloom.net today. That's store.doomandbloom.net. You'll be glad you did. 
haven't experienced yogurt until you've tried a Mossy, embodying health and flavor in a true whole milk, green-fed dairy beverage. Every sip pays homage to our old world cows and the ancient culturing methods their milk benefits from. With over 30 probiotics, a Mossy's undeniably nutritious, refined, cultured sensation bolsters your health and awakens your passion for dairy. A Mossy's so good, and you need to try it. Contact your Longevity distributor or call 877-878-4203 or go to GCNteam.com. This is a healthcare alert from the Pain Relief Hotline. If you, a family member, or a loved one suffers from knee, back, shoulder, or ankle pain and have Medicare as your primary insurance, we've got great news. You don't have to suffer any longer. You can immediately qualify for a pain relieving brace at little or no cost to you by calling our 24-7 pain relief hotline at 866-389-0620. Delivery is free and all paperwork is handled for you. If you are on Medicare and have knee, back, shoulder, or ankle pain, don't wait. You can qualify to immediately receive a pain relieving brace at little or no cost by calling our 24-7 pain hotline now at 866-389-0620. Our representatives are standing by 24-7 to take your call and rush you your pain-relieving brace at little or no cost to you. Shipping is free and all paperwork is handled for you. Just call 866-389-0620. That's 866-389-0620. Again, 866-389-0620. No other network provides the level of customer service we do. When it comes to radio advertising, we are your one-stop shop. And no matter how big or small your business is, we can help. Email us at advertise at GCNlive.com and an experienced advertising executive will help you take the first step towards driving more customers to your business or website. Advertise at GCNlive.com. Easy, affordable, effective. This is Micah Hanks of the Grayling Report, and you're listening to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. Walter, NIMS organization, they they bring with it these German banksters, okay? The very same German banksters that you can point to uh, connected to the Nazi era in the 20th century, these by name, a lot of them, you can connect them to this 19th century NIMSA organization, okay? So it's almost as if the, the Nazi era was the fruition of what these Prussian nationalists envisioned in the 19th century, of course, in a very dark way. Now, through the whole Nazi experience of the World War II era, this NIMSA has created, in my opinion, this international breakaway civilization that Joseph was referring to earlier. Now, those who've read my books or heard me or read the book Origin or heard me talk here, yes, there is another group I'm convinced that I call the American group. I sometimes refer to it as the 1903 for a particular reason. Um, I'm still convinced that there is a separate breakaway that exists that is less involved in the political and conspiratorial intrigues here. They're, they're just, they, they're opposed to this, what I still call the NIMSA. And, and yes, I think it was the, the NIMSA slash Nazi international that was behind, you know, that third level of uh, 9-11 and such. But there is an, I, I'm convinced still that there is an American group that did break away early 20th century. And at this point in time, my position is honestly, I don't know exactly where they're at or 
to what extent I can say that they've been involved. They're just they're just kind of out there. For me, the evidence is there that that they're out there. But when Joseph and I are talking about this international breakaway that's pulling the strings, this is the dark breakaway, in my opinion. This is that NIMSA slash Nazi international. And the other group is building the ark to get the hell out of here. <laughs> the other group, uh, well, in my opinion, the other group made that decision over a hundred years ago, but you know, they probably dash back in and, and keep a thumb on the pulse of things. Let me add something just to kind of clarify something that he's saying, and that is that that the NIMSA is is the group that is connected to the nineteenth century airship mystery. Yes. So in other words, it's it's a group that's developing for the day exotic technologies and trying to do so with hidden finance and, and with an element of secrecy. And it's not connected really to to any one country, you know, the airship mystery in this country is is in the 19th century. So, you know, just to put that out there, if, if people don't know what NIMSA is. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, we do have some questions here. Most of them have to do with the, the tie-in between alien technology and uh, these breakaway groups, plural. There's one question here. You, you, Walter mentioned the bell, and um, I, I do recommend highly Joseph's book, The Brotherhood of the Bell, which looks at the project that was taking place uh, in Czechoslovakia in the late stages of the latter stages of the war, the Bell Project. Um, we have a question from Dave M. And he's wondering, uh, Joseph, if you believe that the advanced technology in the Bell Project was developed solely by Nazi scientists or with the help of aliens and their technology. Do you think this was all a homespun thing or do you think they had some help? No, I don't think they had help from aliens. I have a strong aversion to that kind of case because what that really does effectively as far as i've been able to tell within the ufology community as i like to call it is that it prevents people from going out and trying to rationalize on the basis of human science and and the scientific papers of the period whether such a thing would be possible i've spent most of my time examining the bell pointing out that you don't need to go to any sort of alien technology, crashed or recovered vehicles, in order to be able to rationalize the type of physics thinking that may have been behind it, because it's there in the papers of the era, all right? And most importantly, it's there in the thinking of, of a genius uh, Hungarian electrical engineer by the name of Gabriel Krohn. Krohn points out in 1935, he won a paper at the University of Liège in Belgium for this paper, Uh, He won a prize from this university. And in the paper, he argues that the transients and other anomalies that electrical engineers are dealing with, when they're dealing especially with large networked systems and large networked rotating electrical systems, can be explained by the use of the then extant unified field theories, like Theodore Kaluza and so on. And what he's really telling you then is that the tensor calculus equations that you know Einstein used in, in general relativity can be used to engineer electrical systems and hyperdimensional types of physics right on the laboratory bench using 1930s electrical technology. That's huge. That's huge. Yeah. So in other words, no, I, I, I absolutely refuse to to go first to et as an explanation yeah, for all that's selling that's selling humans short i mean we're yes, a lot exactly. more clever and smart than the average person realizes exactly exactly <laughs> 
<laughs> exactly. The other thing that you need to look at, you know, is the head of the Bell Project was was a German scientist by the name of Dr. Walter Gerlach. And Gerlach was an internationally known, well-respected physicist during the era. And Gerlach's interest was in things like gravitation, electrical polarization, spin polarization, and so on and so forth. So he's the perfect sort of scientist to head up a project like this. So yeah, it's there, you know, in the record if you bother to look. But you're not going to bother to look for that record if, in fact, you think that everything exotic is due to a crashed and recovered extraterrestrial vehicle, for which the evidence in the Nazis' case is threadbare at well. best. Yeah, I don't care if a, a UFO crashed in the Black Forest in 1931. There were a lot of very, very smart scientists and sure. engineers in Germany during the time period. I mean, Einstein, you could count among them, yes. uh, even though he emigrated because he, he kind of read the writing on the wall and got the, you know, the, the hell out of Dodge, basically, as did others. But uh, when you look at the tremendous technological advances that emerged from the German war machine in World War II— a lot of that technology, uh, even though some of it was kept in the public realm with rocketry and a few things, there were some projects like the Bell Project. There were some projects that went underground and were appropriated probably by ourselves and, and possibly uh, the Soviets. That then there was a huge uh, technological push to realize the the progress that had been made. And I, I think it we really do ourselves a disservice to think that we right. need the help of E.T. to do anything uh, well, advanced and exotic. We need to remember that the Nazis set up, long before the war, after they came to power, the Nazis set up essentially the, the Nazi version of DARPA, you know, the Defense Advanced Research Projects Agency. They set up this kind of secret weapons think tank under, under the command of an SS general by the name of Hans Kammler. And Kamler, when he was put in charge of this think tank, basically freed all of the involved scientists from any sort of adherence to Nazi party dogma. He just said, you know, forget about all that stuff. Just brainstorm your way to, you know, all of these exotic weapons. In other words, he created a culture, a climate, where thinking out of the box was welcomed, even if it meant thinking outside the Nazi box. It's interesting to me that after the war, President Eisenhower creates ARPA, later DARPA, which in effect is an American kind of mirror organization of what, what Kamler's group was, was expected to do. So yeah, in that climate, you're going to see all sorts of things happen. You're going to see the development of heat-seeking rockets, which they did. You're going to see the development of, of television-guided missiles, which they did. You know, all of this stuff. <laughs> so we don't need to go to ET to explain all of it. Do you think there are any ETs out there? Sure. Sure, I have no I have no problem with it. Agreed. Okay, just kind of checking on the theories here. <laughs> so the existence of ETs is separate from the existence of UFOs. Not entirely, but uh, probably about 90% is the number I've thrown out there in the past for what people have seen here. Yeah, my my rule of thumb, Gene, is is does the physics evident in a UFO uh, event compel you to the conclusion that it must be extraterrestrial? And in most cases, it doesn't for me, particularly when you go back and examine the record from, from the 1930s, all the scientific papers that are being produced in that period of time, much less since then. When you examine the record and, and look at it that way, it, it doesn't 
present to me a compelling scientific conclusion that all of these things have to be ET. You know, if you're talking, if you're talking in terms of let's say, Air Force General Shulgin in his intelligence collection memorandum in, in September of 1947. If you're, if you're talking about UFOs that leave jet contrails and noises um, and traveling you know, at Mach 1 or better, this isn't fast enough to be something from another planet, much less another star system. So in other words, what I'm saying is the physics and engineering doesn't compel you to ET. Joseph Farrell. Walter Bosley, Gene and Chris, you're in The Paracast. Thank you for listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. First came Attack of the Rockoids, and it was a critically acclaimed success. And now there is the coming of the Protectors. A former military intelligence man is contacted by a space woman in a dream. A dream that turns out to be a nightmare, because evil forces on our distant planet are planning to conquer the Earth. This is gripping science fiction of the classic kind. Attack of the Rockoids and the coming of the Protectors. Find out more at Rockoids.com. That's Rockoids, R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S, dot com. If you want to get your website online and you need reliable service, first-class service at the lowest possible price, there's only one place to go. Well, DreamHost has a special promotion with our show where they'll offer you unlimited disk space, unlimited bandwidth, one-click web apps such as WordPress, 24-7 support. You can save over $55. You want to know how? Go to DreamHost.com radio. DreamHost.com radio. Looking for that edge during those intimate moments? We see many ads for enhancement, but the side effects include death. At GCN Team, we should change the Healthy Body Brain and Heart Pack to the Healthy Libido Pack. The brain and heart are not the only organs that require a healthy vascular system. For proper blood flow at the right moment, go to GCNTeam.com or call 877-878-4203. That's 877-878-4203. That's 877-878-4203. Hunters, anglers, campers, and survivalists. Get back to nature. Expand your horizons with the highest quality, most versatile, unique slingshots and slingbows on the market at slingbow.com. Slingbow products are compact and models start from just $17.98. They're perfect for your bug out bag or storing in your vehicle. Give yourself and your loved ones the excitement and tradition of slingbow. A new frontier in archery and truly modern twist on this primitive survival tool. Feel the thrill only at slingbow.com. Welcome back to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. And now, here's Gene Steinberg. So, E.T. Well, if if you look at the Shulgin Memorandum, of 1947, there's actually two versions of it out there, and I, I, I go into dissecting this this document in my book, Roswell and the Reich, and I, I spend a lot of time with it, because there's two versions, one very self-evidently fraudulent, because the fraudulent version is the version where you have phrases injected into the document that are pointing at ET, but the original document doesn't mention ET at all. In fact, the original document, if anything, is more concerned about 
trying to figure out just exactly what the Nazis were up to during the war. So if you read the fraudulent document, you know, it, it reads, well, this is all ET and we need to go find out where the Horton brothers are, you know, and, and my reaction to that is what? Say what? The Horton brothers, you know, the designers of, of the flying wing, you know, what have they got to do with this? But if you take all those phrases out and look at the document as Shulgin originally penned it, there's no mention of ET. What there is, is there's mention of some exotic technology that they've encountered, you get the impression from the document that they suspect it's, it's Nazi in origin, and we need to find out where the originators of some of this exotic-looking stuff are. And, you know, I'll tell you where they were. They were down in Argentina, you know, working on secret stuff for Juan Perón. So it's interesting if, if you really want to stop and do the analytical thinking for some of these documents that have been touted by the ET ufology crowd and, and really sit down and analyze them and use a little bit of common sense, they're telling you something very different from what the ET crowd wants you to say and, and accept about them. They're telling you that there's an aspect of Nazi technology that was hidden even to the, to the high American brass after World War II, and they had to go out and find it and find out what was being done with it. Wouldn't that be perfect fertile ground for societal manipulation to sure. have every, everybody believe that it's actually ETs coming in flying craft around our skies uh, as an effective smokescreen to hide uh, yeah. exotic technology and, and as it's being developed? Exactly. And that concept there is why I say that is one of the reasons why I say I'm convinced for multiple reasons, but why I say that 90% of what people have been reporting as UFOs thinking it's ET, 90% of it's actually our own terrestrial classified technology. Right. You know, we get the size argument many times with, you know, these large mile-wide triangular vehicles and so on. You know, I hear the size argument. Well, human beings couldn't possibly build anything that size. Well, you know, again, nonsense. Look at the Hindenburg. I mean, you know, that was built with 1930s technology. So imagine you can build a collapsible triangular balloon, fill it with a bunch of helium and put electrical differential plates on the thing and, and a bunch of capacitors and off you go. So, again, just apply a little common sense and allow your mind to do a little brainstorming in terms of engineering, and a lot of, this, a lot of these arguments collapse. So, you, look at, you have to look at the physical clues in human science before you can leap to ET. And, and once you start doing that, I mean, my word, there's a website out there of just anti-gravity patents alone. Patents. Patents. In the public record, there's scores of them from the 1950s on down to our own time. This is the stuff that hasn't been pulled for national security reasons. So again, you have to, to put yourself in the frame of mind that philosophically, yeah, could there be ETs? Yeah. Could they be visiting here? Sure. But from an investigative point of view, from a theoretical point of view, do you want to go there first and initially? Well, no, the answer is no. Because if you go there initially, you're bypassing the very real possibility, as Walters pointed out with his NIMSA research, that this stuff actually begins to be researched and developed by humans in the 19th century, and it's continued ever since. I bet you Stephen Greer and David Wilcock and, and, and those folks have not read your books, because if they had, I think they'd be a little bit more circumspect with some of the wild whistleblowers that they've trot out every six months uh, claiming Chris. there's a— Space Chris, they, war with aliens and going on they, over our heads. <laughs> they won't read the books. No, they That's won't. That's the point. They will not read the books. These books are too inconvenient to their shtick. 
And it's not only that. You mentioned something else, Chris, that's very important. You, you mentioned the term whistleblowers. I do not rely, and trust me, I've had several offers from people claiming to, to represent, be involved with this or that branch of the government. And my response has always been to eschew any invitations for inside knowledge or stories, because there's no way that any average person can verify these things. Right. I'm a researcher. I look at what's in the public record, and I attempt to analyze on that basis and speculate on that basis. And I admit I do. But it's a, at least an argued speculation rather than relying on somebody t getting in front of a camera and saying, I'm a whistleblower. I used to work for such and such an agency, and I saw this. Because at best, this is hearsay testimony. I'd like to throw in there, too, not just, you know, like Joseph said, the average person, but to be honest, even those of us who have been in, the, you know, that classified world, it's difficult for the, for those people to even exactly. prove anything, thanks to compartmentalization, which, by the way, I'm not opposed to. Compartmentalization is how you maintain operational security. Exactly. But, you know, a lot of times people say, well, this guy, you know, he was this and he had that clearance. He can know all the answers. Well, you know, I'm one of those guys who had the clearance, and I, I've always been honest. I, I can't tell you that I know the whole picture. There's some things that, of course, I'm not going to talk about because they have to do with defense technology, and I'm by law committed to not talk about those details. But, you know, so before people jump to ET, they do need to consider that – you know, there is more likely a very terrestrial um, source and origin for these things. And I find that just as fascinating as, as the ET hypothesis. I mean, think about it. That puts a whole new spin on human history that some people are taking a look at, and, uh, but, but a lot of people aren't because ET is more fun. Most people are falling for the uh, the manipulation, the, uh, the the pop culture programming mm -hmm. that's been rampant uh, all the way back into the 40s, uh, really. Uh, I think once these um, possibly exotic technologies were trotted out to see what kind of response they would get from the unsuspecting public, I think uh, the powers that be instantly saw, hey, this could be a really good smokescreen cover Sure. Uh, for these uh, technologies and for these programs uh, to allow people to just kind of fantasize and go into sci-fi land and think that we're being visited and, 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 and the rest of it. Sure, there's probably uh, millions, billions of civilizations out there in the cosmos. Sure. But like I've said so many times on this show, the very fact that they haven't visited here shows how intelligent they are. It, because it, you would want to visit a place so, um, you know, so rot in in, in I <laughs> don't get me started. <laughs> you mean you mean why would they want to visit here? Because well, why so would they want to visit such a primitive, unevolved, uh, misogynist? Oh, uh, you know you what? Know, but, but that destroying that, the uh, I, I ecosystem. Don't, I don't. I don't buy into that. We're such terrible, unworthy. Uh, you know what? Here's my view. Those ET guys out there. Um, you, you point to one that's so much better than us. You know, I tell people all the time, just because they might have developed a technology to get themselves from one planet or one star to the next. I mean, look at it. The, what do we develop most of our technology for? Primarily for warfare, right? For military right. Yeah. Well, what makes them any different? You know, just because they're able to come here from a far place doesn't suddenly bathe them in moral purification. Yeah, I, I have to agree with Walter here. <laughs> just just because you're technologically advanced, there's no logical connection between technological advancement and, and spiritual advancement. Um, well, I'm, uh, I was referring to this uh, in the vernacular of the benevolent Space Brother crowd. Right, I think right, that the yeah. thing that would uh, be yeah. most attractive 
uh, to an outside uh, civilization would be the wonderful biodiversity here. Right. And we sure, are the sure. most detrimental thing to that environment, to this wonderful diversity. Well, yeah, if they're benevolent space brothers, the argument holds. You know, why would they want to visit a planet like this? If they uh, are. If they, but that's, you know, that's the precise <laughs> that's point. Are they benevolent? And, and you know, if, you, if, you, if you're tying the idea of advanced technology to, to E.T., and if you suspect, like many do, that they've been around for a long time, since ancient times, you know, ancient astronaut theory and all of that, well, this is, again, a problem. Because if you go back to those ancient texts and look at those ancient texts as referring to those people, the problem is those ancient texts are talking about warfare and constant conflict and, and enslavement of humanity. So, in other words, these were not a nice group of people. Okay, more to come with Gene and Chris. You're in the Paracast. First came Attack of the Rockoids, and it was a critically acclaimed success. And now there's the coming of the Protectors. A former military intelligence man is contacted by a space woman in a dream. A dream that turns out to be a nightmare, because evil forces on our distant planet are planning to conquer the Earth. This is gripping science fiction of the classic kind. Attack of the Rockoids and the coming of the Protectors. Find out more at Rockoids.com. That's Rockoids, R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S, dot com. If you want to get your website online and you need reliable service, first-class service at the lowest possible price, there's only one place to go. Well, DreamHost has a special promotion with our show where they'll offer you unlimited disk space, unlimited bandwidth, one-click web apps such as WordPress, 24-7 support. You can save over $55. You want to know how? Go to DreamHost.com radio. DreamHost.com radio. Do you or someone you know suffer from chest pain, blood pressure, cholesterol, or irregular heartbeat? Are you looking for a more natural solution to overcome these health challenges? You hear the ads all the time. If this stuff's so good, why doesn't my doctor prescribe it? That's easy. There's more money in treating symptoms. Extendivite Heart Tonic does want you to be as healthy as you can be, and it really works. Take Extendivite for six months and your doctor will say, I don't know what you're doing, but don't stop. It's working for you. Get the dependability of Extendivite. Just see how you feel in six months. A two-month supply of either capsules or liquid is only $69.95 plus shipping and handling. Call 1-877-928-8822. That's 1-877-928-8822. Or visit heartdrop.com. Extend your life with Extendovite. Worried about lead, fluoride, and other contaminants in your drinking water? Get a ProPure with the Pro 1G 2.0 cleanable reusable filter and remove up to 200 contaminants. Drink water the way nature meant it to be clean, crisp, and refreshing. See the complete line of ProPure products, including the new ProMax shower filter. There's a ProPure for you. Visit your authorized ProPure dealer for details or ProPureUSA.com. That's P-R-O-P-U-R-U-S-A.com.
My computer is so slow, it's making me crazy. I used to have that problem. Did you quit using a computer or did you buy a new one? No, I called Geeks on Site. They made an appointment to visit my home and showed up the same day. You mean they didn't ask you to bring your computer to a shop? That's what happened when I called a support company. Geeks on Site can go to your home or business or even repair your computer online. They have 24-7 emergency service. If you are having problems with your PC or Mac, call Geeks on Site. 1-800-591-1682. Our friendly certified computer Repair experts are available 24-7. Call now for a free diagnosis. 1-800-591-1682. Data recovery, virus removal, and maintenance for all laptops, desktops, printers, and networks. That's Geeks on Site for friendly, certified computer repair experts. Available 24-7 over the phone or in your home or business. Just call 1-800-591-1682. That's 1-800-591-1682. 1-800-591-1682. Are your Google search results killing you? Unflattering content in blogs, news articles, online reviews, social media, or other sources can jeopardize your reputation, your business, and your livelihood. Let Reputation.com help. Our patented technology will make the truth about you more visible while pushing down unwanted negative content. Improve your Google search results. Call Reputation.com at 1-800-831-0771 for a free consultation. That's 800-831-0771. We'd like to hear from you. If you have a comment or question about the Paracast, send it to news at theparacast.com. That's news at theparacast.com. And don't forget to visit our famous Paracast community forums at forum.theparacast.com. You're on with Gene and Chris and Dr. Joseph Farrell and Walter Bosley. And Chris, you have something to pick up on. I do. Um, we have a question from Chuckleberry Finn, who posted at the question bank at forum.theparacast.com, where our listeners get a chance to ask our esteemed guests questions. Mm-hmm. And um, this one has to do with the whole concept of ultra-terrestrials, or, or as uh, Mac Tone's, uh coined the term, crypto-terrestrials. Do you think there's any possibility of a link between a hidden tenant in the building and this so-called bro- breakaway civilization? My quick answer is... Yes, I think there's a possibility, and that's what I'm exploring in my new book that I'm working on. And I'll throw it to Joseph. Well, I yeah, I definitely think there is. We we can't we can't narrow our thinking, at at least at this stage, in my opinion, to just the idea of, of extraterrestrials. I think the possibility definitely exists that if there was a very very high ancient civilization that if it blew itself apart, at least some of those people may have decided to go underground, maybe underwater, who knows. But we have to we have to at least admit the possibility. The other thing you ask is could they be in the building, so so to speak? Could they be part of the breakaway civilization? That to me is one of the most interesting questions in all in all of this. If you look at the the ancient texts, if indeed we're dealing with another group of people in the gods and so on, what's very self-evident from the text is that they look like us and walk like us. All right. In other words, they're kind of our genetic cousins. There's there's another group out there of in the genus Homo sapiens that may be Homo sapiens, Sophia, or something, you know, some, some species slightly different from humanity. 
And if they look like us and walk like us, could they be therefore infiltrating us? Well, the answer is yes. And I think this is perhaps, if you want to speculate wildly here for a moment, this is perhaps why you see so many companies, including government agencies like the FBI, getting on the bandwagon and supporting the, the development of technologies that allow you to do genetic sequencing in the field and on the spot. In other words, you don't have to wait days to send off a genome to a laboratory. You'll know pretty much the entire genome from a field test. Well, why would you develop a technology like that? Well, one reason might be if you suspect that there are genetic cousins among us, the only way you're going to be able to tell the difference is to do a sequencing of their entire genome and, and comparing it to the human. And I think, that's, I think that's definitely a possibility that you have to hold open as to why these technologies are being developed and promoted so fast, and particularly by government agencies. So, yeah, is, am I alive to the crypto-terrestrial possibility? You betcha. Yeah. Here's a couple of more, more questions from Chuckleberry Finn. Love the name. Been a long-time poster since 2007 at com, where you can ask questions of our guests. And he's wondering, is there any sort of infrastructure of this breakaway civilization in the world today that we, we actually can see? And, um, and he adds, or has Berkshire Hathaway already purchased all the prime real estate? <laughs> <laughs> so is there any place you can go and possibly get a glimpse of this? And, 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 and please, I, I don't think you're going to say Area 51, but if you're going to, don't. <laughs> uh, I'm not going to say that. I think I think this would be a good answer for Walter to jump in here initially, and then I'll I'll pick up from where he leaves it. Well, I would say look to your stories of um, anything where the government, particularly the military, has uh, been doing anything underground. That's what I've been diving into the last uh, uh, month or so um, more deeply um, in what I'm researching for the next book um, because if you look at that and if you look at the money trail which should be familiar to Joseph's readers and my more recent readers um, you will also see uh, evidence of things um, that have to do with places here on the planet that um, you know most people aren't going to have access to or can't gain access to. I would say, uh, look at the moon too. You know, um, you there's all sorts of stories about what's really going on in the moon, and and I think there's something to that idea of you know what's really up there, who's really up there, what are they really doing? Um, so yeah, if if you if you look if you look in um, corners and in places that might seem mundane. Yeah, I, th I think you're going to find clues. Now, as far as, you know, some physical landmark where you can point to it, um, I, I, I doubt that. I, I mean, you're, you're talking for the most part a civilization, a group of people, whatever, that have been around for a very long time and they're, they're well deeply embedded, well hidden. Um, but even, you know, any modern access, you might say, um, I just, again, I go back to look at what the restricted areas um, are doing, look where they're at, and that's your best possibility, I think. Yeah, and it, it, you're constantly almost forced to look <laughs> underground. Mm -hmm. um, 
of course, uh, we all know uh, Richard Sauter's uh, underground bases and tunnels. What is the government trying to hide? He combed yep. through, I think, 40 years of appropriations bills to find funding for the yes, about exactly. 130 facilities that we know are there, and he yeah, couldn't that, find a penny. And so, excellent research, I might add. In yeah, fact, very good research. That, and I'm, I'll be I'll be talking about this in the new book. Um, you know, people ask, you know, who before Richard Dolan might specifically have been, you know, finding this stuff. And I would argue that Sauter's work is uh, the 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 one guy I can immediately point to that really he was he was coming across this stuff big time. Yeah. And I agree. Um, Here's an interesting question, again, from Chuckleberry Finn. Does the breakaway civilization have its own system of government, its own laws, elected officials, and the rest? Uh, Of course, that's kind of hard to answer, but can anyone who is not a citizen of the breakaway civilization marry into it? If so, why haven't we seen any paparazzi photos of Scarlett Johansson walking hand-in-hand with David Rockefeller, the Queen of England? (laughs) Who wants to tackle that one? I think if, if you're talking in terms of civilization, and particularly in the sense that, that Dolan first proposed the idea, that the answer to that question has to be yes, because the idea of a civilization implies certain cultural norms, certain certain types of behavior. It implies a certain kind of hierarchy within it. Certainly, if we're, we're maintaining the idea that this thing evolves from decades of black projects research it's also going to have its own command structure its own its own way of handling things like compartmentalization and so on and so forth so my answer to that would be absolutely yes mm-hmm. does that mean that it would have the ability to marry into it my suspicion is and has been all along that this civilization let's let's go back to the nazis here for a moment If you look at what they were doing in their underground bunkers and laboratories and factories and so on, they essentially had a two-tiered society. We've got more to come with Joseph Farrell and Gene and Chris. You're in The Paracast. Thank you for listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. You've been hearing Dr. Wallach talking about 90 essential nutrients, keeping the body healthy. GCNteam.com now has Beyond Tangy Tangerine tablets, 60 plant-derived minerals, 16 vitamins, 12 amino acids, packed in a powerful tablet. But that's not it. 160,000 auric points, a knockout punch to free radicals. Call 877-878-4203 or go to GCNteam.com. That's 877-878-4203. By now you know that wireless technology like cell phones do in fact pose dangers to the health and privacy of everyone. Blocket Pocket's wide range of products are unmatched in providing the protection you deserve. No scare tactics, just common sense. BlockitPocket.com offers quality American-made options to alleviate and eliminate these invisible dangers. Learn more at BlockitPocket.com or call 888-315-9618. BlockitPocket.com, enhancing health and privacy. I'm Nick Soboleski, a select quote agent with a true story that could save you hundreds of dollars a year. A woman named Linda just called. Her husband, Ray, has a $300,000 group life insurance policy, but is changing jobs and can't take it with him. Well, I impartially shopped the highly rated term life insurance companies we represent and found Ray, who is 41 and takes medication to control his cholesterol, a 10-year, $500,000 policy for under $26 a month. 
That's almost twice the coverage for less than half of what he had paid. If SelectQuote hasn't shopped for your life insurance, you're probably paying too much. For your free quote, call 1-800-403-4885. That's 1-800-403-4885. 1-800-403-4885. Or go to selectquote.com. We shop. You save. Get full details on the example policy at selectquote.com slash commercials. Your price could vary depending on your health issuing company and other factors. Not available in all states. Are you worried about your mom or dad living alone in their house? Hi, I'm Joan London. Listen, I know how difficult it is to find senior care for someone you love. That's why I recommend a free service called A Place for Mom. They are the nation's largest senior living referral service. Call A Place for Mom today. To receive free information on senior living communities in your area, call A Place for Mom at 1-800-704-6182. A Place for Mom offers free, one-on-one advice from local advisors and a personalized list of senior living communities you can visit. If you have questions about senior care for your mom or dad, there's a place for answers, a place for mom. Call A Place for Mom in the next 10 minutes to get your free ebook on financing senior care as well as free information on senior living communities in your area. Call 1-800-704-6182. That's 1-800-704-6182. Dangerous blood clot device alert. If you or a loved one had an IVC filter placed to prevent blood clots from traveling to your heart or lungs and suffered an injury, you may be entitled to substantial financial compensation. The FDA warns that IVC filters may cause serious complications, such as heart or lung damage, internal bleeding, and even death. These dangerous blood clot devices can break and the metal fragments can travel to your heart or lungs causing serious injuries. If you or a loved one suffered organ damage or other injuries from an IVC filter, you may be entitled to substantial financial compensation. Act now. Time is limited to file a claim. For a free consultation and free information, call Injury Help Desk at 800-478-1507-800-478-1507-800-478-1507. This is an advertisement. Paid non-attorney spokesperson. InjuryHelpDesk.com is responsible for this advertisement. Principal Office, Las Vegas, Nevada. Hi, this is Joshua P. Warren, author of The Poor Man's Paranormal, and you're listening to The Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. And even we've got Walter Bosley, but Joseph Farrell was in the middle of a long explanation (laughs) here, and I didn't want to ignore Walter, but here we go. Well, yeah, if you look at the Nazis, you're dealing with essentially a two-tiered breakaway civilization. You've got the SS people that are running it. You've got their technocrats, their scientists, and so on. They're doing the, the actual nuts and bolts research and so on. And then you've got all the slave labor that is actually building it for them. And I strongly suspect that this breakaway group has a similar structure. In other words, there are the technocrats, the scientists, the managers, and so on of all these different projects. You've got the military people providing security, intelligence, and so on. And then you would probably have a vast amount of, of let's call them worker bees, that are assembling this stuff. And you're going to bring in a few people, and you're going to make it possible for them you know, to marry and so on and so forth. But I think that will be strictly controlled. In other words, can someone from outside 
marry into this and be a part of it, chances are highly unlikely. But could this happen within this group? Sure, absolutely. I, I think that's uh, I think that's a given. What comes to my mind too, coming from my background in in um, you know, career in counterintelligence and counterespionage, um, take a look at how, for example, because this are the these are the people in the organizations I worked for many years. Take for example how the you know the Russian uh, intelligence services worked. Okay, they would come into. You know, for example, the United States, and they would establish, um, you know, their little, their little group within their, you know, their State Department. You know, like all nations do with their spies, um, you know, or their front company. You know, usually some type of trade, vague, ambiguous trade company thing, and it's actually a group of spies. Now, um, the way the Russians did it, the Soviets, the way the Soviets did it in their junior staff, quite frankly, they hired young females, okay? Part of the duties of those young females were to be available to the the male operatives. This is not theory. This is this is fact. I know some people aren't going to like even the mention of that kind of thing. Well, that's what the Soviets did. I believe me. Uh, I know this. Um, anybody who worked in counterintelligence knows this. I would venture to say that a breakaway outfit would do a very similar thing. They would yep. make sure that they would have a good mix of male and female, yep. and they they would encourage the the you know within the group the inner group liaison and, and relationship and and that's how they do it because think about it all these people are vetted already um, security wise so yep. uh, you know that's the way I see that they well, would uh, there's a show yep. on television called The Americans which yep. deals exactly yep. with that subject. oh there you go there you go that was yep. that kind of scenario was what part of you know my life was about for the years that I worked you know in the end of the the last years of the Cold War for the FBI and such you know yeah that kind of thing is a reality and we do it too yeah well here's here's a question I'm not sure who it's it's being asked of so we'll have you both answer it this comes from Cyan Flosser who's been again a long time poster at uh, the question bank at forum.theparacast.com have Either of you been threatened or warned not to continue researching breakaway civilizations, Nazi technology, or ancient advanced civilizations? Hmm. <laughs> I, interestingly, I've been introduced to, uh, you know, individuals in a way that they kind of made it known that they were aware of my activities while I was investigating my empire of the wheel stuff but of course if you've read my empire the wheel stuff you know that it went into the breakaway civilization issue with the second book with what i discovered that i put in the second book now for the longest time i didn't take that as a connection specifically to we're watching what you're doing on breakaway civilization i took it as we're watching what you're doing on this local san Bernardino valley mystery um but in retrospect i began to see that you know hey this probably has it its links to the I've, breakaway stuff. I've had a little strange stuff happen to me ever since I began to write these types of books all the way back with, with the Giza Death Star. I have never been specifically warned off or threatened in any sort of verbal way. There was an incident when I was living in South Dakota where muggings were happening locally, you know, in Spearfish, South Dakota, of all places. And these were happening to to people that were acquaintances of mine, and they kept getting closer to me, and they weren't being reported in any of the local media. 
you know, I, I was I was looking at the developing pattern, and I mentioned this to a couple of friends of mine, and they said, you need to get out of there. And so I, I, I actually moved because of these events, um, wow. because they were getting closer to me. But in terms of an actual warning or anything like that, no. Overt, that, that's, yeah. Yeah, nothing, nothing like that has ever happened. Well, I, I should probably add, too, that – you know, people talk about the the men in black. I was uh, visited by a man in beige. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that was his summer wear. I was going to say, well, forget it. Well, you know, I was going to say that you know, out of all the years that I spent digging into uh, you know un- undocumented, uh, unexplained military activity, the possible uh, flying around of exotic uh, human technology, that sort of thing, I never had any. Um, reason to think that I was uh, being monitored or had, uh, except for one one event. But uh, this guy showed up at my house when I was in, in the midst of uh, uh, working with a whistleblower on an underground facility that was supposedly uh, in the region. And uh, this guy, he came right out and said, you know, don't you think there's some things that you're starting to get into that most people just don't have a need to know? Maybe you should start questioning your motivation. <laughs> <laughs> and I wow. said, well, if you'd shown up with a Samsonite filled with used $100 bills or given my band a major record deal or a major publishing deal for my writing, then maybe, uh, yeah, I'd, you know, I'd have something to kind of put my attention on. But uh, <laughs> he was doing NLP power moves and stuff. It was, it was actually a little frightening. <laughs> he, was, he was a director in the uh, K Street organization called the Institute for Social Architecture. Oh. Which <laughs> I found very interesting. Oh. It was the only person out of the hundreds that traipsed through the house uh, over an eight-year period that my girlfriend went ballistic when he, he was leaving. She was, she was arriving. Archi- you know what the Institute for Social Architecture is connected to, don't you? No. MK Ultra. <laughs> well, I, it wouldn't surprise me at all. I, even, I still good. have his business card. He actually gave me a card. And, uh, you know, when he was doing the NLP moves on me, I instantly recognized what he was doing. And, you know, I, I kind of got a little a little miffed about it, but I immediately dropped my research into the underground base scenario. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, funny thing, Matt, right? <laughs> yeah, it's interesting how it worked out. All of a sudden, uh, some other cases occurred that took my attention uh, to other, other places. But uh, he was you know, a man I- in beige. You don't hear about the men in beige. You hear about the men in black, but not the guys right. in beige. That's right. Um, it, it, it well, you know, of course, after Labor Day, they go back to the black suits. But um, that's a fashion joke. Uh, um, the interesting. <laughs> I totally forgot what I was going to say. Go ahead, guys. I'm sorry. I, it, I forgot what I was going to say. Go ahead. That was oh. a real showstopper. Yeah, I know. <laughs> uh, Gene, you might have to edit that part out. I, it was a it was a good point that Chris brought up about something that. Uh, oh yes, now I remember. Now okay. I remember. Um, you know, when you talk about cases, and Joseph and I have talked about this. You know, and and Greg Bishop and I have talked about this. When you talk about people like bring up uh, uh, Danny Casalero and and you know others who have been you know um, or more Doctor Jessup and stuff, and you know. Casalaro, to my knowledge, he was warned. 
you know, and they don't just, they, whoever they are, they don't just strike you. They do give you a warning. Like Chris kind of, you know, got the subtle warning and, and they'll warn you more than once. They'll say, Hey, you're getting too close to something. You might not want to do that. Hey, you might want to back off or, Hey, knock it off. I'll tell you what, we're getting too close to the commercials. And we don't want to back it off. It's Walter Bosley, Joseph Farrell, Gene, and Chris. You're in. The Bearcats. You are listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. Graphic Converter is the image manipulation tool for the rest of us. It does not use any database. You get full control of all your files. Want to view the images of a folder? Drag it into Graphic Converter and a powerful browser opens up to show your image files. You could use it for slideshows. You could use it to import images from digital cameras or from scanners. Need to do some image editing? You can do that too in Graphic Converter. Also, print catalogs convert from so many formats i can't even list them download now to see if graphic converter is good for you like one and a half million other users guess what you could save money when you buy graphic converter use the coupon code night owl use the coupon code night owl to get a special price for graphic converter go to lemkesoft.com that's l-e-m-k-e soft.com lemkesoft.com l-e-m-k-e soft.com Hunters, anglers, campers, and survivalists. Get back to nature. Expand your horizons with the highest quality, most versatile, unique slingshots and slingbows on the market at slingbow.com. Slingbow products are compact and models start from just $17.98. They're perfect for your bug out bag or storing in your vehicle. Give yourself and your loved ones the excitement and tradition of Slingbow. A new frontier in archery and truly modern twist on this primitive survival tool. Feel the thrill only at slingbow.com. Paid non-attorney spokesperson Adam Pulaski of the Pulaski Law Firm with principal office in Houston, Texas is the attorney responsible for the content of this ad. This ad is not legal advice and the choice of a lawyer should not be based solely upon advertisement. Services may not be available in all states. Attention Zarelto users. If you or a loved one took Zarelto and suffered a serious bleeding event, you may be entitled to financial compensation. Zarelto is a popular prescription blood thinner used to prevent blood clots and protect patients from strokes. These serious bleeding events have led to numerous cases of hospitalization and even death. Phone lines are open 24-7. Call 800-261-0937. That's 800-261-0937. We use mobile devices right against our bodies every day, but growing scientific evidence has emerged showing serious health risks associated with exposure to EMF radiation emitted from these devices. The solution is Defender Shield, the most effective mobile radiation shielding ever developed. Defender Shield blocks virtually 100% of EMF radiation from cell phones, tablets, and laptops and starts at just $64.99. Buy now at DefenderShield.com. For 10% off, use promo code GCN. DefenderShield.com, the worldwide leader in mobile radiation shielding. Hi, Peter Vaccaro for ParanormalDate.com. Are you looking for love in all the wrong places? Now you have a chance to change that by signing up for free at ParanormalDate.com. This incredible dating site puts people of like minds together. People who are interested in the strange, the unusual, mysteries, ghosts, UFOs, and the afterlife, and so much more. ParanormalDate.com was developed for you. People seeking a viable alternative to the other dating services. You can join for free by going to ParanormalDate.com, and if you decide you like it and want to connect with people, use the code GEORGE for a substantial discount. 
Mark Rawlings, president of ParanormalDate.com, says so many people hunger to share their experiences about the paranormal, the unexplainable, or the afterlife, and so much more. And this is the source for them to meet and share that common interest. So sign up for free at ParanormalDate.com, ParanormalDate.com, and use the code GEORGE if you decide to connect with someone you like. As a doctor, I see patients every day who are losing their vision to age-related macular degeneration, also known as AMD. If you have blurry vision or blind spots, they can be symptoms of AMD, and if untreated, could lead to blindness. The good news? AMD can be managed with effective clinically approved treatments that may reverse some vision loss. For free AMD information, contact the Foundation Fighting Blindness at 1-800-BLINDNESS. That's 1-800-BLINDNESS. There is a cure in sight. This is Jerome Clark, author of the UFO Encyclopedia and other books. You're listening to the Paracast. That's angry Chris. We have grumpy Chris. We have all sorts of versions of Chris. We have pregnant Chris, because he doesn't like the caricature that RPJ did for him, and we're going to slim him down. We're going to give him ultra slim fast, at least the picture. (laughs) We have one more segment, folks. Let's move really fast here, because we're running out of time. Anyone want to finish the answer, and let's move on. Basically, what I was getting to was that a lot of people, they don't understand, you know, like when when. Chris gets what I, I take that as kind of a warning or whatever. If I got something like that of Joseph, we're smart enough to not end up like these guys who they find dead and, you know, suicided in a bathtub. You know, if somebody comes to me and tells me, communicates to me, you're in danger by going down this road, I ain't going down that road anymore. You live to fight another day on another battlefield. Well, having the rhetorical question about, you know, don't you think you should question your motivations? And don't you think there's some things that people just don't have a need to know? I I agreed with him. Yeah, some there are some things that people don't have a need to know. They don't really have to do with anything that is going to do anything but compromise uh, existing projects that, that really... Sure. There's that too. You know, if you want to dig into that, it's it's at your own peril. I mean, there was no explicit, overt warning there, but I definitely picked up on the hint, and especially when the the NLP stuff was going on. I, I knew I was not dealing with just some <laughs> casual reader who wanted to pick my brain. This guy was there for a reason. I just kind of took the subtle advice. Uh, I think events kind of happened, and and uh, my whistleblower, my militia group member, disappeared was one of the uh, things that happened. And I didn't want to join him in whatever well that he <laughs> Well, there you go. And, that, and that's my point. You're savvy enough. You didn't need the overt, you know, Rocco and Knuckles coming out to pay you a visit at midnight. You know, um, you're smart enough to pick up on the, the subtleties of it. And you, you don't want to get anywhere near when Rocco and Knuckles show up. So you'll you'll gladly take the insinuation from the beige suit guy before you have to be visited by the black suit guy. That's, that's exactly. But and, right uh, now, don't the Rocco and Knuckles personages come forth with Oriental faces? You mean in the historical stories about the men in black, or I mean right now? I don't think it's all Anglo-Saxons anymore or Italians oh. anymore. Right. Well, there, there have been cases, yeah, Gene, where, where they've been described as being swarthy Orientals. So. Yeah, sure. Yeah. That goes back 
a long time in the history yeah. of these kind of cases too. So, you know, that's who are they? See, now you're kind of getting into uh, a strange Gray Barker, John Keel, Jacques Vallée kind of place when you get into that. Let's just mention here, Nick Redfern has just come out with a book on the women in black. Ah, yes. I'm anxious to get to that one because that, that one's intriguing. Well, here, let's let's hit another question real quick before we run out of time. Again, this is from Cyan Flosser. And this is a, a good question because I've always wondered about how the, uh, the lunar module blasted off the moon. Do you think unacknowledged technology used in acknowledged aircraft could be fed, have been fed to the aviation contractors by, let's say, a breakaway civilization? For example, the B-2 bombers, I add the word alleged, use of electric gravitics or whatever technology actually lifted the Apollo program lunar modules off the moon. Oh, yeah. Yes, and I think Joseph can answer that in much better detail. Yeah, I've always suspected that something like this is going on. I, I think what's happening in terms of, of the public technology is you're seeing a slow, deliberate, and planned release of some of these things. Most recently, I think a couple of years ago, Lockheed released pictures of its small little fusion reactor, which, interestingly enough, looks amazingly like a patent of, of Philo Farnsworth from the 1960s for precisely such a, a small fusion reactor. I think these things are being deliberately leaked, so it doesn't surprise me. It wouldn't surprise me if you'd have technologies like that being grafted onto otherwise conventional aircraft and, and seeded into the industry. As far as Apollo goes, you know, I argued all the way back in SS Brotherhood of the Bell that, to my mind, there probably was some sort of, of exotic technology that was available, made available for the Lunar Excursion Module to get it off the moon. Absolutely. Having said that, here's a question from Blowfish, who's one of our real steady posters at forum.theparacast.com. What are your thoughts of the late Philip Corso and his book on Roswell and, you know, his allegations that, uh, you know, advances in technology were salted into, uh, into the public sector. Corso, I have misgivings about. Corso, I've always suspected, is following a kind of a double agenda. If you look at his claims of what has been salted into industry, the things that he's talking about are not really anything that would have necessarily an ET provenance. I spent a lot of time in Roswell and the Reich dealing with his four claims about lasers, about semiconductor chips, and so on and so forth, and drawing Nazi parallels. But I do think there is an element of truth to what Corso is saying, and the most obvious thing is, if you read his book carefully, when he talks about ET, oftentimes in the very same context, and in a few cases, in the very next sentence, he will be pointing the finger at the Nazis. So, in other words, I think Corso is, is kind of a bit of a, a clever disinformation agent. He's giving you just enough truth, and he's giving you just enough information so that if you really go out and want to research his book, you'll see that the Nazi clues he's, he's giving you actually do pan out. Let me ask you quickly. We only have a minute or two left. Drop me a couple of bones here. What kind of Nazi clues? All right. He mentions as one of the technologies that we got from a crashed and recovered craft at Roswell, and therefore E.T. in his explanation in the book, is the semiconductor chip, the idea of, of the transistor. 
that's preposterous. I mean, Shockley in, in, no, in Bell Labs, I mean, we there's a, an eminent evidence chain. There is an eminent evidence chain as far as it goes. But he points out that the, the, the chain of reasoning of science behind the rise of transistors isn't so clear. Now, I point out in Roswell and the Reich, a little klystron tube that was invented by the German firm Telefunken in 1940. And it's about as big as the last knuckle on your little finger, all right? The Allied equivalent of this vacuum tube at the end of the war was 10 times bigger. So, in other words, the Germans were miniaturizing things at an extraordinary rate. Now, let's deal with semiconductors and transistors. The Germans had a semiconductor chip industry, very primitive. They were producing these things in the 1940s. So there's the part of the transistor and the transistor development chain that is missing from your standard history. So in other words, there's another Nazi connection you need to look at when you look at Torso's claims for exotic technologies. You know, we, we agree that they'll use things like UFOs, you know, to, to cover for stuff that they've done, and, and they'll use various um, dialogues to cover for, for things. Uh, you know, the, the, the well-pedigreed history, Chris, that you mentioned with the transistors, um, you have to remember that might have been part of the legend we were told that, oh, that's how it developed, and it didn't start before then when actually it did have its roots. That's my point. Back. Yeah. That's my point. Joseph Farrell, can you tell our listeners where we can find more of your stuff? My website, www.gizadeathstar.com. I've got a web store there with all my books and blogs and stuff. Walter, where do we find them. your stuff? You can find me at Amazon.com at my author's page. Just put my name in. And you can find me at empireofthewheel.blogspot.com. Read all these books. That's an order. You can also find us on Twitter. Look for the Paracast on Twitter. Look for two Paracast fan clubs on Facebook. Look for the Paracast Plus at plus.theparacast.com, plus.theparacast.com. We offer the After the Paracast podcast with all sorts of great stuff, like last week's surprise appearance with the ever-outspoken George Wingfield, we also offer the ad-free version of this show, commercial-free, free of the network ads with better quality audio. We are presenting right now the first of a number of chapters of the book from Chris O'Brien and Ray Stanford called And My Dog Sings Chopin. Lots more at plus.theparacast.com for a low subscription fee, plus.theparacast.com. Joseph Farrell. Walter Bosley, thank you both for joining us on the Paracast. Thanks for having me back, Gene. Thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. The Paracast, featuring Gene Steinberg and Christopher O'Brien, is a copyrighted presentation of Making the Impossible Incorporated. Tune in next week for a new adventure in... The Paracast.